think about we were talking earlier on the show about people who and again there's trump voters who 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 hate hillary and hate her voters but i've noticed a lot of, of venom towards trump vote like being a trump supporter is considered a thing uh as opposed to that just being the person you voted for and uh howard obviously came out yesterday and, and kind of uh, implied that he did not like people who voted <laughs> for trump and didn't want them near him um what do you think that is yeah, I mean, I saw that. It's sort of disappointing because, I mean, I would think at least the, you know, sort of the original Howard, uh, I imagine most of those blue-collar people that he now hates uh, since he became Hollywood Howard uh, would have probably been pretty big Trump supporters. You know, I remember the original Stern show, watching it and listening to it, you know, for years. Uh, when, when he finally, when he went off the air, the regular air, uh, he had like a top 10 all-time, uh, you know, series that he did, and Donald Trump was two of those top tens uh now he has hillary clinton on as a guest so it, it's sort of a, a a pretty big fall but it's you know it is just like hillary he's acting like hillary which was you know what probably cost her some of the election was calling half the country deplorables for uh wanting to you know support someone who's going to get things done for them and and he did so it's it, it's pretty disappointing to see but you know uh, i i don't know if he just got a taste of hollywood when he went on uh, you know, that the TV show and uh, all of a sudden the establishment sort of politically correct people that he used to hate, uh, now he really wants to be loved by them. Uh, but well, what a- again, less, less about Trump than the fact that he would you know make the same sort of mistake just like Hillary, uh, which is pretty ironic for him that, you know, to sort of isolate half the country. And again, I don't think there's hatred of Hillary supporters like there is Trump supporters, but you've seen that. The media has constructed those uh, things they've tried to make those people who just wanted to live their American dream, wanted jobs, wanted these sort of things, uh, you know, and that's all of a sudden, now you're obviously racist, uh, you're a terrible human being, uh, that you would want your taxpayer dollars going to pay for, you know, maybe maybe it could benefit your children, maybe it could help them get a better education, maybe it would take care of our vets, uh, rather than taking care of people who aren't Americans, who, you know, are, are here either illegally or other nations that hate our guts, um, you know, it, it certainly doesn't make much sense to me. Um. Think of Howard's uh, bigger point, I think, which was that he said that the honest truth, and he knows Trump, he knows your dad, is that Trump himself hates his own base, the people that yeah, are that, part of Trump's that's base. That's total bullshit. The, the reality is this. My dad was able to do what he did when he won this election by being able to relate to those guys, you know, the, the blue collar worker that Donald Trump spent his entire career with. Donald Trump was a better developer uh, and built a brand because he spent time talking with those guys. And there's a reason why you see guys within our company, even today, uh, you know, they started off as, you know, construction guys. They started off as, you know, drivers. They started and they're like executives because he gave them a chance. He said, you know what? You may not have the MBA. You may not have the fancy college degree and stuff like that. But you're a guy that gets things done. You're a guy that has that street smarts, and so he's given them opportunities, and there's a reason those people have been within our company for, I mean, there's guys that have been there for 40 years uh, that, that would have never had a chance to do those kind of things. So, I mean, I, I imagine that Stern trying to, you know, grab some attention. There's a lot of other people doing sort of, you know, that took his model. I think he was a real innovator uh, years ago, but took his model and are frankly just doing it much better now. So I, I think it's probably trying to grab headlines. Uh, there couldn't be anything further from the truth. And uh, if you speak with Donald Trump and you talk to him, you sit down with him and talk about sports or whatever it is, you'll see what I've always called him, which is he's sort of the blue-collar billionaire. And I used to uh, call him.
call him that you know, 25 years ago, and people used to, oh, that's so ridiculous. Now I think people get it. But, you know, again, I, I think that's, that's a headline looking for some attention, uh, you know, trying to grab some additional relevance or whatever it is, and it's not grounded at all in fact, but, you know, that doesn't seem to matter much these days either. You know, it's funny. What's going on, everybody? How are you? I hope all of you are well. Um, I'm a little bit, you know, I feel a little bit happier, I guess. I mean, that won't last long, I'm sure. Someone will ruin my mood, as usual. But for, like, the time time being right now, I guess I'm a little bit, you know, I sometimes I go through my mood changes, you know, and then I, you know, being bipolar and everything. And sometimes, you know, depending on what I'm consuming, whether it's something positive or negative, it changes my mood sometimes. And it kind of spawns off a lot of thoughts. So this is going to be a packed episode, especially the way I break things down. You know what I mean? I try to do it in layers because a lot of stuff is just on surface level stuff, which I was saying on Twitter, you know, if you haven't heard, you know, the top, top of the top of the show, uh, top of the show, you heard Donald Trump Jr. on uh, Jim and Sam's show. And they asked him about Howard. I was going to do, I mean, when I was going to do these thoughts again, I was going to cover that, you know, Howard is telling the Trump supporters to go, that him, that he's like Trump, that they both don't like, uh, they both don't like Trump supporters, which is actually probably true, that they probably don't. I mean, if you look at it in my example of, like, let's say Trump is actually playing the villain, and he's supposed to be the villain, and behind the scenes, like, and I'm, by the way, I'm, I'm not saying that, oh, behind the scenes, you're not, like, you're not supposed to be calling him out. You're definitely supposed to be calling up. He's supposed to be one of the most villainous people. He's probably going to do a lot of villainous shit. Like, right now, he hasn't, like, as much as bad as he has done, they amplify it up. I can't even name you all the things he's done because the media makes, makes him enemy number one for, like, just sneezing wrong, right? And the thing is, is like, it's good to call out somebody who's being, like, a fucking asshole like that. But then when you do it for, like, these, these minor reasons, like, oh, look, he was eating McDonald's at 3 in the morning. It's like, like yeah, well, most people can relate to that. So then people might take that personally because, you know what I mean? You're like, okay, so, you know what I mean? Are you just doing it because it's Trump? You know what I mean? Like, they get it from every little angle, right? So, you know, so, 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 so what I'm saying is that, like, if Trump is actually playing the villain, he could actually be a good guy in that, you know, he just has to be the villain now. So maybe he does actually like, you know, uh... Maybe he actually does like the people, but, you know, he has to kill you. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, but no, but he's supposed to be the villain. But see, everything that's being said on the surface is supposed to be proven otherwise later on, right? But because of my fucked up head and, you know, how I analyze it, because I go, well, you know, Howard's really a good guy, but he's masking himself as a neoliberal when he's going to be revealed as a neoconservative, and since no one's really analyzing it the way that I do, and maybe for good reason, because I'm kind of a fucking nut, you know, I, I know I put myself down too much, but I gotta keep myself humble. You know, I can't start thinking I'm the greatest fucking thing since, you know, sliced bread and shit. And I'm sure there's other things that have been better than sliced bread since, you know, I always think that fucking point is minute. If you, if you really want to fucking get down to it, sliced bread. I mean, there's a lot of better things than sliced bread. I mean... I don't know. Slice pussy? No, I don't know. I'm being, I'm being fucking stupid. I'm being an idiot. No, um... Uh, no, so... Uh, 
so as I was saying, so like a lot of this, a lot of this feud that's going to be happening with Howard and the Trump administration, basically is going to be really, really on surface level. See in that clip, Donald Donald Trump uh, Donald Trump Jr. made see again see they they make good points, but they they do it to, to the to twist it into the right wing area. You know what I mean? So, like, when he says, oh, yeah, Howard's kind of not the same as he used to be, he's doing it from the narrative of, oh, look, Howard sold out when he became, quote-unquote, more liberal. Which which you could argue he's still a bad person in that he's not really as liberal as people think he think he is. Like, he, he's satisfactory because he's a never-Trumper now, and he saw the neoliberals have flocked to him. But to a lot of the fucking right-wing people... They they think that Howard is actually a real far left, like communist left, and he isn't. I mean, maybe at his core, but he's he's definitely not portraying that image. You know, what I mean, not when you kind of call for the Middle East obliteration constantly throughout your career, especially when you are quote unquote woke. Uh, not, you know, having a fucking neoliberal and uh, justifying Bloomberg's fucking shit. That the corruption that he did and the non-disclosures and kind of shortchanging it a bit by saying that the NDA is only exists because you know uh, management doesn't want to deal with two employees that might be fighting with each other when it's actually a lot more serious than that, right? So again, he, so Donald Trump Jr. is right in that Howard has kind of sold out, but they're making it seem like him originally being a right winger kind of like leaning towards the right of the working class right that uh that you know what i mean and and that and that was a sellout moment too by the way like people don't look at that as a sellout because they were speaking the truth they were speaking the truth and i'm not talking about jokes and satire and all of that type of shit like the jokes and the satire like even me who you know what i mean like a lot, even like a lot of people who kind of lean left could probably laugh at some of the satire of what they're trying to accomplish right but the thing is is like people think that him talking about you know bombing muslims and you know the pretentiousness of hollywood which you know the hollywood argument yeah you're fine he could probably make it he could probably make it right make it right but he did sell propaganda because while he was going at the neoliberals for their political correctness he also was not telling you everything because he doesn't tell you that yeah of cuz like he sold it as oh these neo uh, these liberal these pc people they're the biggest hypocrites of them all kind of thing and it turns out that's true so when someone like barack obama or hillary clinton or bill clinton they say something politically positive and all that they'll do it in general terms and to the right wing that seems like you're 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 um you're actually just being nice about different races because you don't want to be truthful about some of the fucking flaws that different ethnicities and races have. So that's where the fucking in intellectualized racists come in. You know what I mean? You'll have the really transparent racist, right? And and again, you know, Stern will let that come fly in and you know, under free speech. But then you'd have guys on Opie and Anthony who'd have the intellectualized racism to justify their racism where you go, okay, I guess this is fact because it's science. So when science says that, you know, uh, you know, uh, bl black people's IQs are not that, you know, uh, you know what I mean? And you go, okay, I guess that's 
whatever. But then you, but then again, and that just shows you that a real leftist voice is really, really fucking censored because they could counter all of that shit. The neoliberals don't counter that shit well. So the fact that Howard, you know, is now, you know, being presented as this neoliberal guy. And again, it's this thing is all planned out. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know how it's going to play out. Is it supposed to be that Howard's a neoliberal now? And he, because Howard knows he's going to be canceled. Howard knows his time is up. That's why he's been surface, resurfacing in the mainstream and grabbing attention and all that and going at Trump. And it may, and, it, and I, I always said in my in, in on Periscope or you know in my private thoughts even that the people that are associated with Trump and that are going against Trump on the surface are going to be guys that are going to get in trouble and get exposed and get fucking you know their old shit brought back up again, and it, you know what I mean. And it's going to be a ploy. That's how we're getting to the cancellation of certain celebrities. So this could all be a ploy in, you know, the actual behind the scenes, not the behind the scenes where you talk about it on Twitter. I'm talking about the real behind the scenes of planning out a storyline. If you follow my train of thought, if you don't, then I feel sorry for you. Go to a smarter fucking person. I'm just a dumb dumb, just fucking, you know, navigating. So, so, so basically, I don't know how it's going to play out. Is it going to play out with uh, how, because like now Howard's angered a lot of fucking Trump supporters who claim to be working class, right? And, and I, and there's probably some people in the working class that, you know, probably are down with that kind of, that old humor that Howard had. But then you're also assuming that a lot of the working class are, are, you know, not leftists as well. Who who don't who 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 could fuck with the humor of the show, but could also recognize what um what propaganda he was spreading. Like like one good guy that you know uh that that you know has a good head on his shoulders and is not really ignorant, but he can listen to like talk radio even with like different differentiating views and kind of like analyze it. Even though he, I don't think he goes far enough with Howard. I think because Howard's like a much more powerful person. But he's always analyzed Opie and Anthony to death. And, you know, that's Robbie Martin, right? Abby Martin's brother, right? He, so, like, he's one guy. He, I'll give him credit. He has kind of mentioned that Stern started vitriol against Muslims on 9-11. Kind of like that was his role, essentially. No one's ever said, no one, I don't think ever, no one's ever fully just said that they think Howard was in on it. And that was Howard's job. But all people have always talked about, wow, look at that vitriol towards the Muslims. So, like, it leaves it open-ended for people to go, well, you know, you know what, man? Like, of course he was going to say that because their their city was under attack and you're going to lose your fucking mind. And, and, and to some degree, I could buy that. Like, at least with regular people who don't know, don't have the power and all that. Like, when you're being, like, t- told by, you know, other fucking uh, politically incorrect celebrities to fucking do that. Then of course you know you are you're you're gonna like you know uh like of course you're gonna fall for that. But did Howard? My personal opinion: Did Howard know knowingly? Was that was his serious payoff? The you know was his serious payoff his compensation for that day? Some people have hinted that on conspiracy boards. Not saying it's true. Some people have hinted that Stuttering John's uh, contract. With Jay Leno, because like the Jay Leno and Howard feud was probably fake too, right? Or staged, you know. And Howard kind of, you know, suddenly admitted that a little bit when there was one call where I called in, and it felt like he was actually getting off his chest to admit it, but for like it was like one call, in particular where he was basically copying to everything that that I was saying, and people could misinterpret that 
as him just entertaining a fucking loony a loony tune, right? But like in a way, he 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 kind of admitted in that clip, yeah, this is how I get away with it because I can joke about it, right? So I just found that interesting. So I always thought that. So I always thought that Stuttering John was never really supposed to be going there. It was just, it was just a fancy storyline for him to go. Like, it, everything worked out too perfect. Like, he tortured Scott the Engineer, and then Scott, and then Stuttering John was trying to go behind Howard's back to do the fucking Jay Leno thing, but he does it in fucking Howard's studio. And, you know, and he and he's trusting the fucking guy that he's tortured who wouldn't, you know what I mean? So it, it just, it worked out too perfect for me. It's a great storyline, though. I, I know I'm breaking a lot of Stern fans' fucking hearts right now by telling them that, you know, you know anyway, when I found out wrestling was fake, man, I, I had to live with it. And I had to deal with it. So you, you got to deal with some of the shit that Stern Show has been doing. It might be a little bit scripted um, or orchestrated. Um, yeah, so... So, 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 it's, it's always funny when you hear people who go, oh, Howard used to keep it real back then. So, now because no leftist is really going to fucking say anything to Howard, because I, I think, like, a lot of them might be afraid. Maybe Howard's really on the good side, and they haven't been given the permission yet to say anything. It's kind of funny how a lot of people have been canceled, yet, you know, nothing about Howard has been canceled. So I I wonder you know and so and then the leftists don't fuck with them the right wing the the right wing are not fucking with him now because they think he's a fucking leftist the neoliberals who will fucking uh not not care about his past discretions about blackface or saying the n word like they do everyone else should show you that they don't actually care about it all these cancel culture things are storylines being constructed a lot of the people behind the scenes probably don't care they just know that they can use it as a storyline and maybe for the and i'm not saying that people don't care about racism i'm just saying that maybe they care about uh the deeper side of racism that actually exists behind the scenes and these are all just storylines to get us uh to the to point a to point b right so now because the leftists won't really you know some leftists will fucking you know kind of criticize him like they'll make fun of him a little bit some of some of them will just say he like you know, you know like they will take on surface things to basically you know shit on him you know what i mean no one's really doing a deep dive and so i think that this feud with howard and trump uh trump jr especially is gonna be like a lot of on surface level stuff it's gonna be neoliberals versus fucking trump supporters and the trump supporters are actually gonna be the ones that are gonna be making the logical arguments because see Here's the thing, like, I feel like a lot of these celebrities that are going at Trump in a limited capacity, they're doing it in the most, uh, uh, most, uh, um, most on-surface ways, most hokiest ways, where it basically makes them look like the fucking assholes and the people who can't stop talking about Trump. And it's done, I think, I think this has been done on purpose to basically make it seem like, so now any criticism of Trump, like, like, like real legitimate criticism of what danger he could be, uh, be up to, is going to be fucking put to the wayside. Because now everyone who's in the fucking anti-Trump camp, anti-Trump uh, train is going to be seen as one of those fucking hacks on like Stephen Colbert or uh, Jimmy Kimmel now. Who you know how uh, who has also been in a war with this, so it feels like you know, and w- when you see Chuck Todd and all these guys editing footage, you're basically setting it up for them to look like the victims, and they're and you and you're giving more of an argument that Trump supporters 
uh, Trump is being attacked by the establishment. That's why they're creating Obamagate. Like, Obamagate could be real, but, like, the way that they're selling it. Like, there's other fucking things that Obama should be fucking tried for, just like every other fucking president. But uh, the Obamagate one, like, this whole Russiagate thing, I think it was always, like, the whole, the entire discourse, whether the people even opposing it as well, I think it's also kind of been part of a storyline. But the third parties, at least, are going to be the good guys in this fucking manner, and they're going to be the ones who are proven right, because they're the next good guys. You know, and so, so when you do that, when you do, when you do that, so now, it just now that Donald Trump and them will make valid arguments kind of like to make the he you could tell he's been going on he, he got he got fucking uh the fucking notes uh you know and again i think howard's in in in, in cahoots with these guys this is my opinion of course and you know what i mean and of course don't try to listen to the show that much probably and he he said oh it hasn't been the same since already left which is always a talking point. I'm surprised you didn't fucking i'm surprised he didn't do the real deep cut and just go it hasn't been real since billy west left you know, it hasn't been real since, uh, it hasn't been real since, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, um, uh, J- Jackie the Joke Man fucking left. He should have gotten more money. Maybe that'll be the other greatest hits that, uh, Donald Trump, uh, relays on the whole entire world. Who, who fucking knows at this point, right? Um, so I think this whole feud is kind of, fi- is kind of fake. And, uh, you know, either, either, okay, it's fake, but let's say how it's going to play out. So it's going to play out with Howard um, getting fucked over by some of these old listeners that are bringing up all his old bits. Someone on the, on the Stern Show subreddit played a clip of Howard talking about the Olsen twins in 2000, about how they're like, 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 like they're pieces of ass. You know what I mean? Like, like little boozy is getting shit, and okay, rightfully so, right? But it's just like Howard has gotten all the passes, and 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 then and you can ask anyone on Twitter, any leftist, any neoliberal, or any fucking uh, conservative type, what they're called. Why now, right? Why why all of a sudden now, right? And and they won't give you a consistent answer because this game is fucking inconsistent. And that's why I, 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 you know, even though I could be wrong and I'm constantly dealing with how to memorize and retain stuff and seeing different things, I see people are actually being hustlers in some fucking way, whether you're, you're a neoliberal, whether you're a conservative, whether you're a right wing, far right wing, and even to an extent a leftist. But at least in my perspective, a working class, a leftist is probably doing it for the sake of good. I'm hoping that the resources that he has is probably help or she is helping out lesser like like less unfortunate. So maybe that's why they have to kind of hustle a little bit. But it's it's just funny. No, no one's really gonna be saying anything. Maybe everyone's backing away because maybe this is part of my vindication, which it's not gonna happen. People have been fucking saying that for years, but I don't think it will ever happen. I'm getting a lot more Stern fans messaging me saying, hey, why don't you call back into Stern? I'm not going to call back into Stern. Stern probably doesn't want me to call in. Maybe that those are his fucking, you know, troll. Again, you can't say that I'm being paranoid. The fucking, the, the, the fucking uh, thing showed uh, him talking about making fake accounts to get guests on the show. How do you know he's been doing that to me now? Cause I, I've been noticing an abundance of these people increasing lately in the last couple of months. So, you know, I wonder, you know, and I, and I, I said the same thing. I said, listen, you know, Howard wants me on a show. I want to talk with him one-on-one, just me and him. No Fred, no Robin, mute their fucking mics. You can Zoom them out now. You, you're on Zoom. 
We're both doing base. We're, do, we're we're both doing shows from the basement, Howard. Those days of you know uh, hands getting got in the basement, and that's why you know a lot of these uh, 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 Stern fans they're also uh, uh, messaging me saying, "Oh, Hansy's been right about Stern ever since," and then they'll put some right wing spin on it, and I always have to reply and going, "Yeah, listen, uh, Howard's always been a puppet. Howard is a neoliberal shill." But my political ideology doesn't uh, match with yours, and this is a dangerous thing that they're doing by basically making it seem like I'm right, but they're putting me in the category of all the fucking right-wingers, kind of. And that's fucking dangerous. And then you can look at my past and see all the stupid jokes and all the uh, uh, irrational fucking comments I fucking made in my life, which fucking still haunt me because I didn't, you know what I mean? Like when you're playing a fucking character and you're encouraged on the Stern show to be like this kind of person, it kind of reaffirms all your shocking edgelord thoughts and you kind of kind of been stuck with that. So much so that even me trying to become more evolved has become a lot boring to people because it's more interesting for me to snap. You know what I mean? That's why people try to get me to snap because they want me to fucking go back into the old... Because when I snap, my, my way of insulting is going for the lowest hanging fruit because I, I'll, I'll admit right now I'm not um, the most intelligent fucking person to, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, with, with the insults. I'm, I'm not going to have the leftist smarkiness to fucking fall back on. I'm, I'm too dumb to be a fucking leftist. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? But, like, I recognize that the stuff that I've been falling for is ignorant. I like dark humor. I'm not saying that you can't be funny within context. But some things I would say to people, I, I would say really awful fucking things. Like, I hope your family gets tortured and, like, and you know, and fucked in its ass and all that type of shit. I, I, I would say, because, like, these trolls are coming for me. So I'm like, yeah, I gotta say the fucked up shit. And because I'm on Stern Show, uh, this is how we fucking do it. Because Howard got away with it. Like every everyone every all these respectable people praise fucking Howard, and yet he said some of the worst fucking shit. So I fucking try to model my fucking self after um, his aura. You know what I mean? So so when people approach me like that and fucking start saying, "Oh, oh, Hansy, you know you're right about that," they won't say it from the narrative I want them to say it, and they want to say it from the right wing narrative essentially. So again, I don't know if it's gonna be revealed. I don't know. So again, like I keep doing segues, but I don't know if it's going to lead to, again, as I said like three times prior, that the right wing is just coming after Howard now, and this is how he's going to be fucking, you know, r r how they're going to be reminding you about his old fucking bits and all that, or will it be revealed that he's actually getting these guys to do it, and that, like, he, he he's trying to basically make it seem like he's anti-Trump. And he's tr and it will be revealed that he's been being anti-Trump because he knows that it fucking gets people's reaction. Because being an anti-Trump guy, it's seen as like, it's seen as like, oh, the establishment view, basically. It's seen as the establishment view. So, so that, like, it's easy to hate on Trump. And, I'm, and the way that they do it, you know, of course, of course, it's, it's genius. So, you know what I mean? So even the media that hates him... They still fucking like like they're still reporting on him every fucking day. If if Trump was really anti-establishment, he wouldn't have gotten any fucking airtime at all. They wouldn't have fucking covered him. They would have been like, yeah, this this guy's not fucking serious. Let's not give him the time of day. That's why they let him on SNL. I'm sure he will make his way back into WWE, 
before his election comes out. So that's where I see the Howard Stern and Donald Trump feud going. It's just it's just amazing that it's uh, uh you know going to that fucking level again. You know this is just my theories. I have no facts to back me up. I have to put that disclaimer like a hundred fucking times on here, even though it's in the fucking description of the podcast. And all my fucking periscopes and all my blogs and all my fucking tweets. I put the fucking disclaimer because I don't know. I don't have any documents. I'm a fucking, I'm a lonely fucking Pakistani boy in his mother's fucking house who's not supposed to be paid attention to, you know? So you're not going to pay attention. See, that's why they, they're basically making it seem like the uh, authoritative shit is from the right wing, right? They're making it seem like there's a plot against Trump. I can't explain to you this whole Russia Gate thing because just different narratives. I don't know who to fucking trust. There's leftists that are saying that this whole thing is fucked up, but then I do believe that there are some criminal ties that are in, like that don't have anything to do with the election per se. But this is a way of getting to the the the, the ties. I don't know if some third party people are fucking funded by some Russian people, Russian, uh, Russian government things where like, yeah, they have freedom to criticize the US and be, you know, spread their socialist message and all that. But then like they, they, they have to fucking pretend like, like, uh, like, like Russia isn't fucking guilty of anything. That's what that's what kind of like you know takes me away from some of the leftists a little bit and maybe again I'm a dumbed down guy so maybe I don't know any better because I I do stand with them on like their principles of like healthcare for everyone and uh, and uh, everyone should be treated fairly and all that this uh, capitalism should be fucking eradicated um, you know what I mean and. Um, I, you know what I mean? I believe that's the real racism that exists. And I believe, like, a lot of the stuff on, on the lo- online with discourse, with infighting between different groups, whether you're a leftist, the black community, or whether it's uh, uh, the Muslim community, or, you know, the fucking, uh, the, the fucking conservative community, the Christian community, the, you know, the, you know whatever. And, and there's a lot of infighting going on, and I wonder if that's, like, all storyline to some extent. I don't know. You know, but it's going to be interesting to see where this Donald Trump shit goes. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, I, I touch I touch on this. Um, there was a, again, I don't know if these arguments are fucking always orchestrated, but like, again, I, I knew this boot, this boozy thing was going to be like his comments. Maybe he has some valid points about the agendas but because he's generalizing it and then you're putting out that like you're bragging boasting about uh you know your te- your fucking teenage like you know your underage kids getting fucking getting fucked by a prostitute um you know what i mean uh you know what i mean then it's obviously like wrong to do that but like the thing is, is like it's so fucked up because back in the day like in my head when I would hear, like, when I would hear stories about, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, like, guys, like, kids, like, kids who would fuck their student, fuck their teachers, like, women teachers, I never really, like, and, and I go, I'm, I'm not saying I'm right, by the way, I'm just saying I never looked at it as rape, because, like, it, it, like the, the, the stereotypical, quote-unquote, rape thing would always be women who are getting raped, right? I think one time I made, I made, I made a, I made a joke when, uh, 
Cause like I think it was in third grade, and I, it was like a stupid comedy that made like this girl laugh, whatever. It was like th- third grade, but maybe because I saw, saw a soap opera where like the so there was like a couple of soap operas right where I'd be I'd be seeing the background. I, I, I like I like some of these hot chicks that were on there. I, I didn't discover porn yet, but there'd be storylines about like like rape, whatever, right? And it always seemed like a guy was doing it. So when like in third grade, when a bunch of like like st- like us at lunch table were talking, someone mentioned like oh. So, uh, She's gonna rape him, and then I and I said, "Is it isn't rape a man's job?" And then, and, and then these and everyone was like, "Oh my God, Imran, what the hell?" Is, you know what I mean? I, I, the thing is, like, I, I didn't even think I was that. I, I didn't even think that we were having these kind of conversations. But I just remembered that, right? So like, you know what I mean? So like, for the longest time, I never, I never really had that attitude, especially when like you have guys like Bill Maher and Howard Stern, kind of always kind of like going, "Who who would snitch?" On, on 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 getting laid are you are you fucking insane for doing that so you, you, you like you, it's always funny how they normalize that type of heterosexualness and yet then like some of these homophobes who will be defending boozy a little bit for the wrong reasons like there's like valid arguments that boozy does make in uh the agendas but because he's generalizing he's supposed to be seen as a villain now with this nugget of information of him uh admitting to uh you know uh what happened to his kids so like so so like ne- so now it, it just it's, it's seen as it's he's gonna be seen as a fucking enemy essentially and uh, and it's funny that like you know what i mean like i see a lot of homophobes and you know what i mean you can put the and again it's not specific community cause i know that's the agenda now from the upper echelon where they try to make it seem like it's just black men yeah there are probably black men black men or and black women uh, who are who are homophobic, but I can probably name you a lot of fucking brown fucking homophobes as well. It's not just one fucking community. Yeah, it, it, when you're focusing on 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 certain people who happen to be black, then of course you can make that fucking argument. So when you present that argument that oh only black people are homophobic, like it's only in their fucking community that they're homophobic, and then you see and you present that as an idea out there. Do you put that out there, and then you see a couple of black guys or black woman being fucking homophobic then people go oh yeah that's it's true it's in there and i'm not saying because again because the thing is i don't want to i don't want to generalize the community but then i also don't want to fucking uh you know uh, dismantle what other fucking people who who live in in these communities had to deal with as well because i hear stories about how so, so, some people in in their in their families were not you know um were, were not really you know um accepting of that and all that type of shit so, you know what I mean? So, I, I can see on some level, whatever. So, I, I just think that this, boo- this boozy thing is like another way for him to get cancelled. And now, because he did the anti-trans thing, now you have an agenda where... Because cause these celebrities are supposed to be cancelled. Every like, celebrity... It's like a storyline. It's like a, it's being written out. So, now so Boozy's storyline is now that he's going to be targeted by higher-ups for his comments. Because he didn't apologize for the trans comments. Even though he generalized, but people, I, I like that people who defend Dwayne Wade, like going, oh, we should just mind our own business. Okay, cool. We should mind our own business. Then you know what? Then maybe they shouldn't bring it out to to announce to everyone. And you can't say that when, like, celebrities are all fucking puppets. Whether they have a good message or a bad message, they're all fucking puppets. So when Dwayne Wade comes out with Gabrielle Union and announces this, don't tell me that there isn't a fucking agenda on some fucking level uh, of it. 
You know what I mean? And again, I'm not, and it's not directed at like the 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 entire trans community because there's probably a lot of trans people uh, and a lot of gay people, especially who you know, um, uh, who 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 will um, call out the upper echelon. Maybe not to the extent that you know would be preferred because it always makes it seem like 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 anyone who opposes the upper echelon they have to generalize it and then the people who are are with the with 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 the with the gay or trans community are going to be generalizing all the homophobes because like because like on both sides like for example like they they people don't people don't mind uh shoving heterosexuality down your fucking throat getting you laid at a fucking young age to make sure that you're a man but somehow somebody watching a fucking gay couple kiss on television that's suddenly gonna fucking make you fucking you know gay or something like that and by the way when i was you know in my conspiracy mode in 2011 for for a long time I didn't know how to express the upper echelon and all that, but I would generalize fucking gay people as well because I I would find like you you'd find out that there's like initiations being done, and you know what I mean and they and the and, and that's why it's a limited argument because the initiation that they present, the 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 initiation that they present are um, uh are like oh um yeah so this guy got a record deal but then he had to get fucked in his ass so then you go oh my god being gay like this is so evil and all that so like you 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 had you you had fucking things like for example like i thought okay well you can't be born gay because now you can be you can be made gay and i'm not saying that you can't be born gay but i do think that like depending on your experiences in life you can also kind of um um, kind of change depending on you know what i mean like if if you're in jail and you get raped right there's a good chance that like you know what i mean that guy could turn gay afterwards you know what I mean? Like it's not pl- it's not plausible. And then the, and then also you know, you have to realize also that during this time when I was kind of leaning towards like that uh, conspiracy theory, which could be true, but it, it, but again, also the straight initiations as well. So like, do you condemn straight sex as well? Like you won't go, yeah, they're planning on fucking ruling the world. But guess what? They're also having straight sex. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to fucking do that. But when it comes to gay sex, it's like, it's like this big fucking, oh my god, that's not natural and all that type of shit. So, like, and then and then there was, like, right-wing fucking funded people who seem like, you know what I mean, who will basically say that they're gay and be the authorities and then say stuff like, oh, uh, you know, that, you know, you, you can be made gay, whatever, right? And then people frown upon, like, conversion therapy because it's done for evil. But, yo, here's a fucked up thing. We're, we're, um, if you're um, um, in the upper echelon and they reprogram you, the, the higher-ups in this world who reprogram different celebrities, you can make somebody fucking gay. You can make somebody straight. You can make them whatever you fucking want. That's the funny thing. That's why they, they, they always present... See, that's why they always present the conversion and the fucking uh, um, um, psychic, the psychic shit like as the most pretentious and dangerous fucking type of shit. But, like, there, there might be valid, validity to that. And people will go, well, if you're a psychic, then why can't you win a million dollars, huh? It's like, well, the, the higher-ups in the world decide who gets to become a millionaire. They're, they're looking at who becomes them. That's why you have all these dumb people who always win the fucking lottery all the time. It's always, like, some redneck in a trailer or something like that. And maybe I'm being too stereotypical right now. But yeah, the, the, that's what fucking ends up happening. You know what I mean? So like, even so, if, if somebody, if someone, if, if I was a psychic and I knew the numbers, the fucking government would come for me and they would fucking take me away and they would go, okay, well, you, you got to be a sports entertainer now. You got to, um, 
you know, um, do you'll get a show on A and E, but you know, you gotta, you gotta, you know, just talk about stupid shit. So there is validity to stuff like that. It's just it's presented it's presented in a pretentious or an evil fucking way. But if you go behind the scenes, they can uh, transform you into anything. They can fucking probably cha- you know brainwash you, change your mind, and all that type of shit. Whatever it is, but again, you know, people are not ready for the nuanced talk because people want to keep the conversation limited, and that's not hating on gay people either. You know what I mean? I accept gay people, I accept trans people, I accept you for whatever you are. If you're not trying to fucking you know um, be a hustler in your in in your in your little community in your in your upper echelon group, like I do think there's an upper echelon of of uh, of black men as well, of black people as well, in like secret societies and all that. And I think sometimes people use those people as the excuse to then generalize the 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 regular black people who are just fucking just living their life. Like they don't know about the power structure and all that. They just know that these are celebrities. But I can bet you, like guys like you know Jay Z and all these guys, they probably have their own little fucking clique. And I'm not saying they're evil necessarily, but I'm saying that you know what I mean, like you know what I mean, like they probably have their power. Where being a being a billionaire, whether you're black, brown, or fucking white or whatever, you're gonna be exploiting and you're gonna be having rules. You know what I mean? You're gonna be having rules. So when some of these neoliberals generalize, like oh well, uh, like 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 the like you know like uh, these guys are or have more power than women and all that type of shit. It's like you're pointing at regular fucking people who don't know what's going on, really. And you're and, and giving a false message. Well, you should be focusing on the upper echelon. Maybe if everyone was being honest about that shit, maybe we could fucking, you know, talk about it. But again, this is just conspiracy road, and uh, I'm the fucking head driver, uh, apparently. I'm driving the fucking bus. And I don't even have a fucking license, so I'm going to be fucking pulled over, and I'm going to probably, you know, go to jail for it. I don't know. I, I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. And then that leads me to my, like, sex worker talk. Uh, let me finish the boozy talk. So I don't know where this boozy thing is going. So does this mean boozy is getting canceled, or is it going to be that, is it going to play out that he's only getting in trouble now because he melted off at the upper echelon of the quote-unquote trans and gay com- LGBTQ community and all that. So I don't know where that's going. But then the sex work argument came across. Again, sex work argument. And again, I've been ignorant towards this because I always assumed that women were being forced into it. Some women do it to survive. And there's one chick I follow who will do thorough explanations. She's a really uh, cool person. Her name is Phoenix Kalita, her Twitter name is Uppity Negress. Uh, I feel racist for even just saying that, but that's her Twitter handle. She's like a really good follow. She's a funny person. She has a podcast, right? She talks about these issues. I don't agree with her on everything, but because I think sometimes she has a generalized point as well, kind of in a way. But but the thing is, like, she does make fair points about, like, you know what I mean? Like, if you're looking for why, like, why sex workers do what they have to do, then, like, you know what I mean, you can get a realistic view from her, in a sense, because she has experience in it, and she'll explain that she couldn't afford, like, her, her waitress job wasn't paying her enough, and she couldn't even afford something for her baby, so she had to become a prostitute at 19 and all that. So that's why she she's protective of that. But these arguments that happen on the timeline are normally from sensationalist fucking storylines, kind of. Sensationalist fucking ones where, like, 
It's like a, a couple, and I, I, I'm gonna bet that these things are fucking planned out and for, meant for viral purposes and shit like that. Um, meant for viral purposes and all that. So, part of it becomes like, oh, like a woman arguing about, like, like a, a boyfriend getting mad that, oh, you, you, you went and made a, uh, a OnlyFans account, and she goes, well, because you weren't paying my fucking bills. And, or something like that, and then you know, then you have the clicks of different women, fucking, you know, uh, different clicks of like the women are oh, like supporting the woman in that argument because they think that guys should have to pay their fucking bills. I think the fucking problem is that a lot of these sex workers, they might be affiliated, they might a lot of the customer base might be some rich fucking elite guy who's willing to fucking just who has like disposable income and he'll go you know what I'll, I'll pamper you you know what i mean you can be like my number one or something like that and they'll pay and then i think that fucking that those type of attitudes get put on regular fucking people and that's why i it's, it's important for me to distinguish why uh, people in the upper echelon play by different rules than regular people because what you're doing now by making it seem like everyone is relatable is that you're making it seem like these regular dudes who have nothing to do with it are are also entitled to fucking be paying your fucking bills. Now, if a guy wants to pay her bills and you know what I mean and, and all that type of stuff, but also if you know what I mean, I can also understand that like some of these women will like you know I I get listen, I get doing sex work as uh, as uh, as 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 a way to survive and all that type of shit, and maybe to some extent there's some empowerment in it. But the thing is, is like you're like. Like, 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 I'll see sex workers basically defend Cardi B and say, well, Cardi B had to rob that guy because a lot of guys that you fuck in, when you're a sex worker are not good guys. So it's like, okay, so you're saying these guys aren't good. Fine. Fair enough. But then what does that say about your fucking career then? Like, what is that? Like, you can't even ask these questions because you seem like a fucking, you know what I mean? And I, I, if anyone's listening who's a sex worker, male or female, whatever, come and educate me. I, I will have the discussion with you. You know what I mean? I, I'm, I don't, if I'm saying something out of pocket or ignorant, please come and fucking talk to me. But what it seems is like, 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 like women will make like, like, the, like, 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 like it'll make it seem like, you know, like, you know, being that way is like the total in, in, uh, empowerment. But then like, you're shocked that guys are treating you like a fucking object when you're presenting yourself like an object. And I'm not saying that validates rape or harassment and all that. But when when a, when a but, but when a guy sees that a woman is like like you know basically wanting a guy to talk dirty and you know what I mean because like they might they might be paying customers. You know what I mean? The guys might say, "Okay, well this woman wants to be talked dirty down, like talked down to a little bit and all that kind of shit whatever." You know what I mean? And then and then you know what I mean? So then and then the woman might get mad because she's like, "Okay, well you're treating me like an object." So sometimes these arguments that happen on social media with sex work, I try not to get get involved. I just read to see what the threads are, what the sensationalist shit is. And then I see like a lot of people who are anti-sex work that will make some valid arguments, but then at the same time they're also um, being like, well, the, you're, you're giving women shit for not being hoes and all that type of stuff. Okay, some women don't have to do that, but trust me, a lot of these women who, who, a lot of these women who become judgmental of sex workers, um, a, a, and I'm, and I, it's, it's not saying anything to detriment their fucking, uh, ability, their talent, or their, or, or their, uh, you know, um, their, um, like, like, their hard work and all that. It's to to explain that the system is a dirty ass place, so even if some of these fucking women and men too, especially, um, you could compromise yourself, uh, and it, it could be physically, but it, it could also be fucking mentally, 
And to me, fucking being pimped out mentally is, to me, it's a lot fucking worse than than somebody who wants to go fucking, uh, who, who, who wants to willingly go and do it. I don't support sex trafficking, but sometimes I don't know if some of these women on Periscope are actually being trafficked or being forced. That's why I sit there and I ask questions and all that, just to see if, like, like the, the, there are a time... Someone told me that you, you can notice who's being trafficked by if they're branded or something like that, but i never seen that, right? So some of the women that I talk to, I always ask, like, okay, so this is something that you want to do and that you have to do or whatever and all that, you know what I mean? And some of them look at it as a business. Some women look at only fans like well i'm not a sex worker i'm i'm, I'm a model kind of but i was like yeah it's still sex work people don't have to have sex with you it's considered sex work so you know what i mean some people get offended by that but again i'm not an expert to talk about this it's just on my fucking mind because you know i i saw this fucking thing i saw it playing out in uh you know i saw this playing out in uh um uh, you know on social media of course so i had to touch upon it um what else can i talk about um so, oh yeah, there's a bill that was passed. I guess Bernie Sanders is now gone heel. Bernie Sanders is now gone heel now because, I mean, well, to some of the leftists, because he didn't show up for this bill to be, uh, that he could have voted voted against, and it, it, it would have helped to save it. So it makes it seem like it's a storyline, but apparently this bill is to give legislation, legislation to spy on American citizens' web browsers. And again, this is going to be like, you know, something where you're going to see, you know, like Barack Obama had that espionage act too. You could, you could do the Obama gate, Obama gate on that type of shit. Not this Trump shit that's happening. I don't even know if it's true or not. I don't know what, what, what that is, but it's just, it's fucked up that people are losing more and more of their fucking freedoms. And you know what I mean? It's like, like, you know what I mean? It's like, at what point do people stand up and do something about this? But it's like, if you want to stand up and you, you know what I mean? Like, I'm being monitored and I'm not even a violent fucking person. But, they, they, but I've, been to, I've been told and hinted at, they, they will hint at things and they will lie about certain things about me. But they will hint that my house is being tapped because I've been a fucking a threat for, uh, I've been a threat because of my conspiracies. So I guess it wasn't the smartest idea to go on a national radio show and talk about the Illuminati and all that. Even though, you know I mean, it kind of opened the surface up a little bit, but, you know, I kind of, you know, lost it a little bit on there. So they have valid reason to go, okay, well, this guy could be dangerous because I, because I, 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 I snap sometimes. But they know that I'm not a violent person. They know that I, I don't have any access to any of these fucking do- hidden documents that's going to expose them. I just go off with my theories and all that. So I, I you know what I mean, I don't really have anything, but... I mean, yeah, man, it, it it sucks that you feel like you're being, you know what I mean? That's why I have my pants hanging low, because they're always watching me, so, like, you guys are going to be seeing my fucking ass, but maybe they get turned on by that, I don't know. I'm always scratching my nuts right in front of you, and then I wash my fucking hands. How about that, motherfucker? You know? I don't know much else to say about it. I'm not really... Uh, equipped to fucking discuss this political shit because I view it in a different different vein than everyone else does. You know what I mean? Um, and then yeah, and then there was an argument on social media about oh, would have Bernie have won the working class vote if he would have said a slur? And it's like, like, 
Like, I, see, again, this is why I think this is a storyline, an excuse to fucking discuss it. Maybe it's the point of it is to eradicate this type of behavior, but even that is a storyline in some sense. About, like, you know what I mean? Maybe, maybe because everyone in the system has to do something racist, misogynist, homophobic to some degree. You know what I mean? You, you know what I mean? Like, for example, I, I really do think that the more platform, the, the bigger platform you have, you got to incorporate, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, saying saying ra- racial slurs and all that, or doing blackface, or or dressing up like a woman, or something like that, or, 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 or like, for, for minorities, um, um, lightening up your skin to, like, basically, that, to me, whenever somebody who's dark is, um, whitening up their skin, like, you know, uh, bleaching themselves, it's kind of like the system has pro- ownership of you, they're like, yeah, this is our property, essentially, and we're gonna make them more and more, because, of, because like, the, just because we, there are people who don't see colorism, there are people behind the scenes that do think that the 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 the, the lighter you are the it, it comes across like a less of a threat for some reason that's why i guess i've kind of been allowed to be liked by certain western type of people because i because i'm a pakistani but i look like them and i, I and then i'm i'm down and i was down with their type of ignorance because i was afraid to fucking stand up for it i wanted to i didn't want to be the minority who who what's it called uh, has to be a troublemaker and all that type of shit so you know what i mean so so again like you know what i mean like i, I that's probably why i've probably been allowed to live as long cuz i'm a light skinned pakistani i practically look white but it's yeah it's it's been, but it, but it's just fucked up because uh I I just hate these arguments because I I bet you like there's people who are gay, black, brown, Mexican, you know, like like like, like Pakistani, you know. What, what, I I hate I I try to mix up ethnicities and races just to, to include a whole bunch of things, but I can I, I can never memorize fucking anything, man. I'm I'm too dumb. So I'm sure that like 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 there are people who don't actually give a fuck about the slurs, and that doesn't mean they don't care about racism. It means that they're like trying to eradicate racism, but they got to create these storylines essentially. So 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 when I so when I see these the the slurcialist argument going on. It feels like a, another contrived argument being orchestrated online essentially. For people to just like listen, man. I'm not saying that you know. Again, I used to think that the 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 thought of just saying slurs and all that, or saying something wild about different like my own group or different groups or you know what I mean, like women and all that type of shit. Jewish people, black people, Indian people, even my own people, essentially, and all that. I you know what I mean, like I I would think that like that was being edgy and all that. And then when I got into Stern Show world. I was reaffirmed, essentially, you can make jokes about it, because I thought that's what comedy was. I thought that's what comedy had to be, like, you had to go to the most ignorant, because the most ignorant characters are normally the most funniest characters, and for the wrong reasons. There are some people who go, okay, this character is funny because, you know, they're fucking assholes, and you don't want to be like this. But then there's sometimes there's people who might latch on to one personality trait from them, and think that's how they should think, and that's what makes things funny. That's why I say, like, people talk about, like, like uh, different propaganda from, like, you know, wrestling and hip-hop and all that, but sometimes people don't even look at the propaganda within comedy and how they presented fucking somebody against the government, uh, somebody against the system, but then they will say 
uh, politically incorrect things, and that makes it seem like that's woke wokeness. So like that's how I would see it because I'm like, well, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm against the uh, the bigger thing, but look, I'm I'm gonna drop the N word here. Like, huh, isn't isn't that hilarious? But like, it isn't though. So like, I, I don't fucking hide from that fucking shit. It just and again, it's not that I'm worried about being. Trust me, I'm I I don't want to be alive anyway. So the when I get canceled, it'll it'll probably be for the better anyways. If they dig up my fucking past, that's fine. But the thing is, like, I'm more I'm more pissed because I fell for propaganda, and I see other people falling for it, and then instead of me judging them for it. I have to talk to these people, like, like you know, and try to see, make them get, be evolved. But being evolved is not funny. Like, there's no, there's nothing funny with it, and that's why it's, it's hard for me, who has a split personality, essentially, when I need to fucking roast people, I need to fucking be disrespectful, and I would go for the lowest hanging fruit because that's what roast were. But like now, so like now, it's like I'm too dumb to be a leftist, and I'm I'm too above being some guy who uses the fucking uh, lowest hanging fruit of saying some of the meanest fucking shit just for the sake of it. And sometimes I'm being I'm being pushed to that edge to fucking do that. And they do that so then they can use it against me and say, look, this is what Hansy does. And not mention that they're the ones pushing me to that. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I don't know. It, it just, it just some, sometimes this shit just fucking bothers the fuck out of me. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I, I, I got a lot of other stuff to talk about. Um, I mean, I could talk about, uh, the last ride. I mean, other people have analyzed it and uh, gone through it a lot better. I think but with me, like when I watch stuff, I have like a lot of things going on in the background, whether it's podcast, other streaming shows that are happening. And, uh, you know what I mean? I, I have, like, I have my iPad and then on my phone, I'm watching the WWE Network and all that. And I'm trying to, and I'm thinking in my, in my head at the time, I'm always thinking, okay, well, I, I, I'm just going to be accumulating and my mind will pick up all of this. So some of the, I, I can't give you exact detail about everything about the Taker thing, but it just seemed like the basic story of this episode was his body breaking down after different manias and he felt better after a certain fucking mania. And then, you know what I mean? Then he, he was disappointed in his Roman Reigns match, but he didn't really blame Roman Reigns. And I don't think he really wanted to do it. And, you know what I mean? It was just weird that the, the under... You know what I mean? And the thing that I'll say that's from different from other people is that the fact that, like, he agreed to document the stuff, this is also meant for... Like, all these incidences, like, all these Roman Reign incidences, like, like the botches and all that type of stuff, I feel on an elaborate level, it's to fucking uh, cater to real-life documentary storylines. Because those are the new storylines, essentially. So like you're like so for example like they'll throw they'll make a match shit right but then you know what I mean then everyone because everyone will talk about it at at a WrestleMania everyone will talk about it and then they have a documentary where they're talking about how he felt after that match you're like oh so that was what was going through his mind that's what was happening and all that type of shit that's that's what it felt like but I was impressed with all the footage and all the stock interviews they had I guess they were playing this for a long fucking time. You know what I mean? It, it correlates with the Michael jo- Michael Jordan thing. And again, I'm not a basketball uh, expert, but I, I saw this Jacob Jacobin Magazine article, and I can't summarize it all, but it was basically... Again, this is what I was trying to say, that this documentary 
was basically going to be Michael Jordan's last fucking baby face run, just like Undertaker's last baby face run on the surface. And they're going to have one last payday with these documentaries and these specials and everyone claiming their goats and all that type of shit. And then they're going to fucking, um, they're going to end up fucking being, uh, uh, canceled from something else that will be exposed about them. And that's where it feels like this Jordan documentary is essentially going with, like, you know what I mean? Because the Jacob and Magazine had a limited narrative about how this fucking documentary is like a, uh, it's like another capitalism, capitalistic way for Michael Jordan to profit off the product that's him and that you know what I mean that like he didn't get involved politically and all that but then like you know what I mean he 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 got like you know what I mean he got involved with who could be on the team and all that and he wouldn't let you know Kraus um he wouldn't let Kraus like you know uh um, uh, like, you know, he, he, he didn't want to take fucking, again, I, all these characters, I don't know if they're the GM, I gotta read the article over again, you know what I mean, cause I, 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 get, I don't know the person, he could be the fucking coach, he could be the fucking queen of England, for all I fucking know, but like, when, when this man, when this article is talking about how Jordan did power play to go, well, this guy, d- d- um, this Kraus guy doesn't, uh, um, uh, re- represent me on the, fo- uh, like, he can't tell me what I'm doing, because I, he's not playing on the court like me and my, uh, my, uh, teammates are, and then, so then, the, the article is basically saying, so then why, so then, uh, when, when, when you're with, with, with Nike, um, at, at the dream, like, when, when you're doing the whole dream, the, the Olympics and all that type of shit, um, why didn't, like, you step in when Reebok told you to fucking do that, right, why, why, why are you stepping, like, why are you getting involved with who can tell you, tell, uh, who can, who can, uh, indicate, who can, uh, direct what the, what, what the team is gonna be like, um, uh, from the management standpoint, um, and how come you wouldn't step up to, what um whatever like the the Reebok people about like why well, well you you're with Nike so you guys can't tell me what to do essentially you know what I mean so like it, so like so it's presenting it that way but the thing is is like is this documentary that like apparently Jordan didn't even want to do this documentary right and so like but the thing is like is it like I I mean I guess that the overall presentation he knows that he's gonna be the focus of it but I wouldn't say that this thing is kissing his ass like they're talking about troubled times and him being an asshole and him having gambling fucking problems and all that it's not presenting him like a fucking angel whatsoever like if you one thing if they're presenting it like he was the greatest fucking guy but i do see a lot of people who are justifying him being a dick to like get ahead and the thing is neither side is wrong because here's the thing people are like well that's the wrong way to get successful but it's like in in the in the in the game that you're in like the in the industry the entertainment industry sports and all that type of shit yeah, you gotta be a fucking dick to get ahead of, apparently, because the whole system are full of fucking sociopathic dickheads. So it might be from fucking your stress of dealing with fucking, like, these high-level fucking guys and all of that, and that's what makes you kind of a dick, or maybe you kind of adapt to it to justify being an asshole to people. Because him punching Stephen Kerr in the fucking mouth... During a practice or some shit like that. I think that was the story, right? I don't fucking know. Someone correct me. Um, you know what I mean? Like, to me, like, okay, it's one thing to, like, amp up your team and want to win. Like, I can understand that. I think there's a... Di- like, people make it seem like it's, w- it's one extreme or the other. Like, be a really nice little boy and fucking just, you know, click your fucking heels and jump up. Or be a complete asshole where you're fucking, like, you know, like, waterboarding someone under 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 a urinal or some shit. I don't fucking know. 
But I'm just saying, like, the, like the, 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 the fine line. So, so the thing is, like, the people who are justifying Jordan's actions, it's like, well, that's kind of true because you kind of have to be a dick to get to the fucking top. No one's going to be, like, being a nice guy is not going to help you because guess what? Nice guys get eaten up, unfortunately. So the system makes you a fucking evil bastard. So, so, but then the people who are saying that you shouldn't have to be a dick to get a, to get ahead. Yeah, that's a noble cause. True. You shouldn't have to. I wish it wasn't that way, but is it really unreal? Is it really realistic to get to the top and not fucking be a, be kind of a narcissistic asshole? Like, you know what I mean? Like, or, or, or do you eventually become that because that's supposed to be your character? I don't, I don't fucking know, essentially. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, I just, I just don't know. Uh, I'm I'm closing in on an hour, but you know what I mean. And uh, when I do a solo recording, they only give you an hour at a time. So I guess I'm gonna have to. I thought I could do this all within one hour, but when I get a lot of thoughts in my fucking brain, boy, I gotta fucking, uh, I gotta fucking talk. And uh, you know what I mean. And maybe I'm feeling good because I'm getting good feedback from the Mike Durbin interview, which I had a lot of fucking fun with. Uh, a lot. A lot of people fucking message me about it and say, yo, that was a really fun interview. That was a really fun uh, thing, whatever. And hopefully Durbin will be back because those limo stories were fucking hilarious. Uh, I really enjoyed them. Anyways, listen, I'm down to the last seven seconds. Five, four, three, two. Next recording. All right, well, I'm back. Um, (laughs) Well, uh, that was a short break. I tried to do this all in one recording, but I got a lot of fucking stuff down, written down that I wanted to talk about. So let's say I went over the boozy, I went over the Howard, um, I went over the surveillance, the sex worker, the slurs talk. Uh, I, I can talk about the road. I was gonna talk about the road. I'm gonna talk about okay. So now I got Road Warriors documentary, and I got the NXT and AEW and Sami Zayn thoughts, and then maybe a little bit of Leo Rush and Mark Henry. So I guess this is, this is the wrestling portion, essentially. But yeah, So the Road Warriors documentary was really interesting. I think it didn't cover a lot. Some people were complaining online that it didn't touch upon... If it's dark side of the ring, and you're talking about the dark side, why you're talking about all these crimes that other people did and what kind of sexual exploits. But apparently they didn't touch upon... Uh, I, I bet, again, I don't even know if this is true or not, but I guess these are rumors about how Animal and Hawk were... Or maybe Hawk himself only was, like, partying with underage chicks and all that, or something like that. Maybe they're saving that for another episode. Um, but, I mean, it it, it wasn't... I, I thought it was going to be a lot... I, maybe I was expecting, because, you know how I was saying it's correlating with the real with real life and shit? I thought it was going to correlate with more of an anti-Vince McMahon narrative and all of that type of shit. Um, it it kind of touched upon it, but it, it kind of made it seem like it's all Hawk's fault. And again, I'm not saying that the person, the celebrity has the... Doesn't anyone take accountability for anything anymore? Do you take accountability? No one takes accountability anymore, man. Okay, shut the fuck up. What's it called? I think that when you're an entertainer, the fucking... The, the institutions, they have people who could kind of keep their people in chaos. Because then you're gonna be addicted to drugs, and then you kind of, kind of fade out essentially, and like you know what I mean. Then you, then you don't gotta pay, get paid royalties and all that type of shit. Sometimes I think that kind of shit is meant to dismiss, uh, um, put your life in, 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 uh, in complete chaos, uh, in utter chaos essentially. 
So, you know what I mean? Again, they, I mean, but they weren't lying about his, like, drug use and all that. And I think one of, like, first of all, I find it fascinating how, like, they, they got met and how they're, they're bouncers at a club. And then Ole Anderson thought, like, the, um, the only one of them, he was shocked at those two because they looked similar. And before they cut their mohawk, into, cut their style hairstyle into mohawks, they do kind of look similar, essentially. And you know what I mean? And, uh... Um, and then, you know, they got a job with, uh, they got a job with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, I forget what promotion it was, man, I'm, I'm bad at this. Um, they'll be, post-wrestling will probably, on their, on their SmackDown fucking recap, they'll probably review this a lot better, but I'm trying to do it my own fucking way. But, um, yeah, Ole Anderson brought, uh, brought him to, uh, this, uh, um, to, uh, a promotion and gave him tag belts. And, like, they go, okay, we'll just tell people that you uh, just won a tournament. And you know how I correlate everything with wrestling in real life? So this tactic of, like, you know, this fascination with imaginary tournaments, it makes me realize that, like, in, in real life, could they be saying that something happened and then basically just be lying about it? And now, with like, with, with, with like, with like, you know, the technology that exists, you can make it seem like somebody's past, like, for example, like, Alex Jones's past is faulty, in my opinion. I think, you know what I mean? And then when they, when they show you footage of him from, like, you know, um, like, in, in the 90s, it look it always looks like his fucking face is on on, on, on someone else's body. It's like, it's like they, they did a deep fake on that shit. So, like, you know what I mean? So I always correlate it with that because, like, everything that wrestling does, essentially, like, the rest of the world basically does behind the scenes, too. They use the same fucking tactics as wrestling. So, you know, I find that fascinating. And then they talk about going into WWE. And, you know, I mean, they, they talk about, like, you know, be a top-tier tag team there. And then because of Hawks' problems, they were, like, in the opening of SummerSlam. Which, yeah, I always noticed. I, was, I thought that was weird. Because I remember, like, as a kid even. And I, I never really used to think, like, back in the day, if a wrestler was in an important storyline, and then he was working a prelim feud, I wouldn't ever think that, oh, he's being demoted into a prelim feud. I'd be like, oh, this feud makes it more important because this guy used to be in a fucking top-notch, uh, and, like, you know, he was, like, a main eventer, essentially. So, like, I never really looked at, like, that being a downgrade, right? But, like, even back then, it kind of felt weird that, you know, uh, towards, like, like, 92, that, you know, Legion of Doom weren't as prominent when, like, they could have been, like, the face of the tag team division, you know what I mean? Like, you could have had, like, a really long run with these guys, but Hawk had, like, a lot of drug issues and all that. And uh, Hawk really had a lot of fucking drug issues. And uh, um, and then, it show, I, again, I don't even... And by the way, I, 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 remember I watched this match. And maybe because back then, like, some of these... Like, I didn't know about work rate and all that. I haven't seen the Summer, SummerSlam in a long time, also. I didn't notice how much he was fucking up in that, in that match. Like, I didn't know... I, I wouldn't have even... Like, I thought something was weird, but I did not know... I had no fucking idea, so it was weird. And then, you know, and then uh, the fascinating thing is that uh, Hawk went to Japan afterwards, and Animal stayed with WWE for to finish his dates. And he pissed off Animal because he decided to uh, he decided to get a new tag team partner in Japan. And I don't know what the guy's name is. I, again, I'm not good at retaining shit. I just look at some of the interesting facts about it, right? So he got fucking some other dude in Japan. And I'm sure, like, experts will fucking tell you the name of the fucking guy. I could look it up, but this is just fucking freestyle, right? I don't, you know, I just do whatever I remember. But I find it fascinating that, like, Animal was the first guy to have his own version of Legion of Doom. And then Animal, later on, would have his own version with Heidenreich. 
And then in the middle, in the 98, 90, 98, they both had a new member with, with uh, Drozdov. So I kind of find that weird that, like, Hawk had his. They did a mutual one in the, in the, in the, in the Attitude Era. And then at Ruthless Aggression Era, Animal uh, did that. I wonder if, like, in his, in his fucked up head, he'll probably be like, let's pay back for him doing that. Yeah, I'm going to ruin the legacy of my tag team by having Heidenreich. Oh my god, Heidenreich. Uh, no, yeah, so yeah, it was, it was interesting. And I, I, and again, Draws being in part of this was also interesting because, you know, dude, like, I, I, it's so sad looking at the guy, man, because, you know, obviously the guy can't, con- he doesn't have control of it, but because he was paralyzed, because he was paralyzed, like, the guy is just like, he's like, he doesn't look like the same fucking guy from, like, in the, you know, you know what I mean? So, so it's, like, always so weird, but I feel so bad, man, like, like, that, that, that guy is, like, in a fucking wheelchair, like, he's in a wheelchair, he's paralyzed and all that, you know what I mean? But it's good to see him being interviewed and shit, and they talk about how fucked up, kind of, like, they, they only touched, I was actually shocked they didn't fucking, like, question why the promoter would, uh, just, cause I, to me, I, th- there should have been more fucking thing on, Mc, on McMahon. Even Eric Bischoff, too, during that time with Scott Hall. Back then, I thought, okay, well, it can't be that serious if these guys are are making it a storyline because all this is fake, right? You know what I mean? Like, all this is fake. So how, wh- why would they Why would they be doing this? Like, 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 why would they do it willingly? But now that you know how the game is all fucked up and what, what kind of thing they can force you into, like, it's just fucked up that they exploited his fucking drug use. And they made it into a stupid storyline, and like, and basically, like the last, like, the, the, like the like the last year of the road, the road, like the Road Warriors in WWE, it was just like really, really sad. Like even before, like I think they were trying to like, like I remember ninety seven, late ninety seven, uh, New Age Outlaws, New Age Outlaws destroyed them, and like they were gone off TV for a bit. You know what I mean? And they and they're and they're hinting that the tag team was gonna break up, and then they broke, and then you know they they went away, and then they came back at WrestleMania fourteen with Sunny. And you thought, okay, now they're going to have a fucking thing going on. And then, like, you thought there was some kind of buzz for a bit. And then they got... I remember they brought back fucking Paul Ellering randomly. I'm like, oh, this is an old manager. This is an old manager from the WCW days and, uh, and uh, you know, early WWE. But then the thing is, the first night they brought him back, he turns on them and joins DOA. So he, I don't think people remember Paul Ellering being in WWE in 98. Um, I uh, like that that much because he was mostly with the DOA. But then I remember the incident where he basically uh, was one of the guys that was telling Hawk to get off the fucking thing, whatever. But overall, I thought the fucking thing was okay. I uh, I mean, next week is gonna be really fucking. Uh, it's gonna be really fucked up next week. The Owen Hart one, and something tell. And again, I thought the Hawk one would have been like a way to like kind of get like some buzz going against anti Vince essentially and all that type of stuff um but um but like the thing is is like you know um it's just weird man just the own heart one's gonna be fucking weird it's really gonna be fucking weird I don't think I'm prepared for it because it might anger me because, you know, it's going to basically... Because back then I looked at it like, oh, yeah, the show must go on. Vince McMahon knows best. He, Vince McMahon's a genius. He wouldn't stray us wrong or whatever. But I changed my tune. And I used to have resentment towards Owen Hart's wife because Bret Hart was getting on her a little bit too about not, like, 
wanting his royalty, like not, not wanting to celebrate his career and all the all the and it's so weird for Burhard to do that because I, I, you know what I mean, I, and and I think because Burhard's always been level headed by kind of calling out the systemic issues in WWE, that like you'd be surprised that he would kind of go that route essentially, right? And and now because WWE are the established villains, now I guess she gets her vindication essentially. You know what I mean? She gets her vindication in that manner. She, uh, you know, uh, she like, you know what I mean? And so like, so, so, so like now it's like, I, I totally 100%, uh, agree with her and I can understand why she fucking hates the wrestling business so much. She probably doesn't hate wrestling fans, but you know, she just hates Vince McMahon more essentially and all that. But it's going to be really fucking sad. And then, you know, Leo Rush, I mean, I I don't I'm I'm not good with the segways, man. I'm just trying to go through some of these notes. Uh, Leo, you know, I mean, I jotted something down so I can just talk about it. Uh, Leo Leo Rush kind of went off on Mark Henry. It came out of nowhere. So again, it maybe goes to my point that like some of these shills of WWE are becoming so evident now that some of the people who had issues like ACH or Leo Rush. They're going to be vindicated, but they're doing this in a huge storyline kind of way that extends in real life. Because Mark Henry was one of the guys last year that he approached Leo Rush about, you know, what he's what he's doing. Uh, if he needs help, he can help him navigate the system. And, and again, that's a that's a noble thing for Mark Henry to do, right? But the thing is, is like, uh, is he actually going to be helping him or, or any of that, or does Leo Rush have a valid opinion that? Like, this guy is kind of a WWE shill, so he'll go rat on him if he says anything that's out of pocket. Like, I don't know. I want to. I believe that Mark Henry did one time mention that a bunch of the black wrestlers in the industry, they're a part of a delegation. He, he joked, I think he joked about it, but I think he was being serious about, like, how, you know, they all do that. So maybe this is, like, a, some elaborate storyline for a way for some of the systemic racism to be um, um, put out there. But Leo Rush basically said that, you know, Mark Henry lied on his name about, like, and basically uh, basically chastised him about his ex- um, his expenses and all that type of stuff. Uh, you know, and and there's valid reason to go, hey, maybe you should save money and all that. There's nothing wrong with that, but basically blasting the guy about his, his finances and how he's living and all that type of stuff. And he's worried about money and all that type of stuff. And basically saying that, oh, who are you to not, like, carry water? Everyone had to do it. And I can understand team building exercises to get everyone going. But, I mean, Leo Rush was kind of right in that the the aesthetic of of, of a black of a black man just carrying around bags and carrying water it doesn't look good maybe it was okay for a lot of you guys to go with that fucking mentality because it's part of this business but leo rush is not there to fucking carry fucking bags or fucking carry fucking water you you paid him to fucking wrestle and that's i know what i mean so i'm i'm with leo rush on that and i guess that whole incident kind of calmed down cuz he came back and you thought that he was an NXT, but now it seems like he's kind of not like he's not having a meltdown like ACH is, but he's kind of angry at Mark Henry, and I, I, and maybe this is a a storyline away for this to fucking happen because Mark Henry is inviting him on to Busted Open, so maybe it's a way for a storyline to play out on Busted Open on an elaborate level, like who should know if if uh, Leo Rush will call it? I bet you Leo Rush calls it. It's gonna be a friendly thing, so maybe everyone's getting worked up over nothing, but. With the whole Leo Rush thing, 
and um, Mark Henry uh, um, co-signing his, one of his fanboys calling a uh, one of his fanboys calling a uh, Sasha Sasha Banks a horse. You know what I mean? It seems like ever since you know I kind of called out Mark Henry, all of a sudden now the the, the hand is fucking showing essentially. And and there's and that guy that got on me who always defends busted open who like him and that crew will say some of the worst fucking shit about me and try to get me to respond by calling for my banning by calling me the the worst names encouraging me to kill myself and then if I fight back then they'll go oh look what Hansy said to this woman in our in our fa- in our gr- in our group and all that yet that same guy when some woman was defending Leo Rush and kind of um, replying to Mark Henry this busted open fucking Mark has to always get fucking involved and always sh- uh, shit on anyone that does that. And he makes it seem like he's just talking about whiners, but he's obviously uh, one of Busted Open's paid trolls, in my personal opinion, because guess what? They've graduated to the fucking stern p- portion of their fucking careers now, where they have um, uh, they have a, a, a group of people that they're co-signing, and they all have this fucking show on, on, on a YouTube channel that's being co-signed. You know what I mean? You would think that a show with that many fucking listeners... Like, for example, I... I Listen, I'm not gonna get any views on anything because I'm black. I'm blackballed. No one cares about me anymore. I'm I'm irrelevant. Nobody. A co- just a couple of trolls and maybe a couple of like diehard Stern fans might fucking care a little bit. Just curious to see what kind of mess I am in. But when you have the co-signing of fucking busted open fucking you know like Mark Henry, Bully Ray, Ryan McKinnell, and Dave Lagreca and all these guys, you'd think your show would be fucking a lot popping a lot fucking more. I guess you guys are gonna sell your fucking soul but the reason why i'm i'm bringing this fucking this fucking clown up is he was talking to a black woman about call, calling her disgusting and watch her disgusting fucking mouth and all that because she was defending leo rush while you're defending a fucking radio show that you have no fucking stock in unless you're te- unless you're being told to fucking do that and I wonder, I, I wouldn't put it past it because LaGreca's good guy shtick is a little bit too fucking transparent. He can't really, he, he's, really, he's, really do, he's, really, he's really doing that kind of shit. And in my personal opinion, I can tell that there's fucking, uh, I can tell, like, in my personal opinion, a lot of these hosts who have problems with like, their spouses or essentially like that, they will, sometimes I think that they will bring something up and like it'll, it'll it'll basically make the fucking caller say something bad about the fucking wife, while the while the while the while the you know guy that's something like the Greca is not gonna sell it and be like oh what's he talking about, because some caller called in like a couple of weeks ago like a week ago or so, and said that oh I heard your wife has a, uh, uh, her own her her own like a, a, another house that she stays at, and then Bully Ray goes stop. He's saying, and Gwicka's like, I don't, what, what, what you talking about? He goes, he's saying your wife is a rat. And the guy didn't say that. I think he was basically hinting that, why, there's some problem going on, LaGreca? And, and, I, and I bet you, anyway, it's, like, it's a Howard Stern tactic. Basically having somebody insult your wife for you, so you don't have to do it, essentially. And, uh, you know, and you know what I mean? So, um, so, so I can see, I, ca- I can see that happening in, in that, in that, in that case. Like, I can see that happening. Like maybe that. I'm again. I'm not hoping that happens because you know. I mean, uh, Lagreca's wife's a lovely woman. She's actually a really nice woman. I met her at the Toronto thing. She was really. I give her a handshake. Said, yeah, man. I, you know, I, I'm a fan of you from the air. You know, from the air. From you know, stuff that they do, uh, say about you, something like that. So you know, what I mean, like I have no problem with her. I'm just saying that. Yeah, it's interesting that call went through though, 
And LaGreca kind of no-sold it. Kind of like, maybe he's having problems. Like, you know what I mean? Since LaGreca sold his soul for a couple of fucking fat heads to be shown on TV... And now that he, and maybe this is his character. Maybe like the, maybe he's part of the sports entertainment storyline. Maybe like it's gonna be revealed that he cheated on his wife with a fucking, with uh, a WWE a WWE woman or something, someone in the industry or something like that. And like, and he he was like kind of like you know what I mean. Like I wouldn't be surprised really. I'm not saying that's true by the way. I'm just saying they wouldn't be. But it but it is funny that like you 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 get your employee trolls to go and harass this woman who's defending him. You know what I mean? Who who's who's defending who's defending uh who's defending Leo Rush while you're always on everyone's ass about fucking uh uh everyone's uh everyone's um uh whenever anyone's kind of rude to Bully Ray like Bully Ray has been really rude to me and been disrespectful to me and I say one thing like oh Bully Ray go fuck yourself they will act- see the you can tell that there are some fucking they're like these typical uh, right wing Republican types they play they will fucking uh basically make it seem like what you said is some of the worst fucking shit that's ever been said and then they will fucking act like victims and then they you know I mean I I saw that Discord and they, and they're basically wishing that I fucking kill myself and 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 there's a woman who's a cop in there wow that 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 really reflects well on, upon your fucking upon your status being a, a, a line telling us I'm mentally ill and then she made up a lie saying that I said uh, yeah he, he told me when pe- I think there's some people that come in there to go oh what's wrong with Hansy because uh, uh, some people might, might like me they will basically tell what I did but they won't tell what, how they pushed me to fucking say something but I never told that woman cop um, the, to suck my dick or anything like that. I said, I told her, you can just fuck off. Because she was telling me, you should apologize. And then when I said, I'm not going to apologize because she started it with me first. I'm not going to apologize. She's calling for my banning. She's calling me fucking names. She's telling me I'm crazy. She's fucking pushing my mental illness. And I say something back to her. And then she goes, you better, and then so then, then the woman cop goes, you apologize. And then I'm like, well, I'm not. She goes, well, I'm a cop. It's like, well, okay, well, why is a cop getting in on this fucking radio drama? So again, you know what I mean. So it's just funny the way that you know Mark Henry has protection, and now that and, and now that guy is on fucking Vlad TV. I wonder if Vlad TV can get Mark Henry to fucking snitch on Vince McMahon, like he gets like every other fucking rapper to snitch on someone, that's, or you know, in, incriminate themselves. Trust me, you won't see Mark Henry incriminating himself or Vlad even pushing the fucking target about some of the questionable things Vince McMahon has done. Trust me, uh, trust me on that. Vince, it's gonna be a cookie cutter interview. And and now Mark Henry is smoking cigars like he's fucking Rick Ross, which which is perfect because he, he be, being Vincent be, being Vince McMahon's fucking being Vince McMahon's shill is kind of like being a fucking cop essentially. You're you're working for the establishment, so yeah, keep looking like Rick Ross. You can model him out. Maybe I'm fifty cent to him. I don't fucking know. Anyways, um. Anyways, I, I, I'm, I guess, no, what do you mean, this is it, I mean, I got more to talk about, what the fuck am I doing, I, I'll do a quick recap of uh, NXT, I, I should go with Sami Zayn first of all, see, the, the, this is something that's created, uh, another storyline that's being created online, to cause controversy, that's a nothing story, and maybe it's, maybe it's so vague right now that it's be, being interpreted, that people are, are, are reading too much into it, but Sami Zayn had to drop his fucking Intercontinental title. I don't think he wants to work during this fucking pandemic, right? He doesn't want to work during this fucking pandemic. So I, 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 that's what we're assuming. I don't know if he has it. Hopefully he's safe and he's healthy. 
Um, but he doesn't want to, he doesn't, so I guess they're taking it away from him. And I guess because it makes sense, like, you know what I mean? Because then people are going to complain that, you know, all oh, the, the con title's not even being defended or all that. Even though I don't mind it not being on TV for a bit. Like, you don't have to have, maybe, it being off TV for a bit maybe gives it a little prestige a little bit. Because the Intercon champion isn't there every fucking week. But now they're going to have a tournament for it. And, uh, so, so again, because WWE's image is dwindling. The dwindling image, dwindle, 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 dwindle. I don't know why I keep saying it, but whenever I say the word dwindle, I keep, I, I, I just keep, I, I don't know, I want to keep saying it. I, I get tired of it. I'm over, I, I get, I figure out words and then I u- overuse them and I throw them away eventually. So yeah, so WWE's image is fucking dwindling. So of course, when this thing happens and it's vague, everyone assumes there's a conspiracy in it. And at, at, at its core, the, maybe there is no fucking conspiracy. Maybe it's just meant to cause... Again, maybe it's the performative anti-WWE people who are, like, pretentiously transparent. So it gives the WWE shills, like, a reason to go, oh, look, these guys find a conspiracy with everything. You know what I mean? It, you you got to look at it when, you know, when that kind of shit happens. Like, the whole... Uh, like, even with the whole Meltzer says what and the VCR wrestling guy on fucking Twitter with always quoting David Meltzer, like, like the, the, it's going to be revealed that that guy is prob- probably employed by WWE to do that. But he's making it seem like, I'm just taking stuff from the news and all that. And maybe, and, and Meltzer and Alvarez, like, the thing with them that I hate, hate about them, they, they'll make fair critiques, right? But then sometimes they just want to be negative for the sake of being negative, and I think they've also now become sports entertainers. Like, Alvarez has become a fucking meme. Like this guy is wearing a fucking Hawaiian shirt talking about Tamina sucking and all of that type of shit. And then he has that Billy Eichner lookalike with him. I think that's Vinny, right? Yeah, so, like, you know what I mean? So, it's, it's just like, you know what I mean? So they become... So the, they'll criticize WWE. Like, for, that, for some reason, Brian Alvarez will not let go of Rey Mysterio falling off a fucking building. When they said it was six feet in two seconds, right? Okay, who gives a fuck? First of all, in kayfabe, it's a reality show. So e- even when these guys are thrown off something, with the cold, you can justify it by saying they were thrown off, the, thrown off into the tarped area where the other part of the building is. Like, wh- why are smart wrestling fans always this fucking stupid? Like, wh- why are they stuck on fucking stupid? And then they pretend to be fucking smart. So th- this is why I hate about fucking Wrestling Observer and all these fucking anti-WWE guys. And then you have Ryan Sadden's bitch ass being a, a WWE shill. So they'll all have valid points of each other. But it's like, dude, I'm so glad I listened to Pollock and Wei Ting. And maybe they'll become sports entertainers eventually too. Maybe they're just... Hold, maybe right now they're holding like, holding back. But, like, those guys actually just analyze the shit. And they make their jokes and all that. And they give criticism and all that type of stuff. But, like, Alvarez and fucking Sadden and all these fucking guys, like, Brad Shepard. All these fucking guys have become caricatures. And it, it should be incumbent upon fucking valid fucking people in the industry who cover it to get rid of these fucking assholes from being these pretentious sports entertainers. If this all lead to a fucking storyline, then maybe. Maybe they're all maybe they're all become characters. Sam Roberts, what they're called, you know, Matt Camp, Corey Gray, all these guys have become fucking that. Like a, a character caricature Remember, I can't say that fucking word. That's a a callback, by the way, to another podcast. I can't tell you which, because I don't remember what I fucking said on any given fucking day. I'm probably going to forget this, too. Um, Yeah, so, so again, you know, it's just like everyone's fucking feuding with each other. And it's fucking stupid.
you know. But whatever, man. And I'm the one complaining about it. So, I mean, again, who's the guy being worked? Maybe I'm the asshole, you know. So let me get to some AEW thoughts. I'm not going to go through show for show. I can go through some of the highlights that I liked of the show. Uh, let me see. Um, okay, yeah, I, I already said that Cody Rhodes, Jake Roberts was giving a good fucking promo, you know, with Archer, but not wanting to apologize, and that she could kiss his ass. But then Cody Rhodes is on the outside of the building, and he's, like, already, like, it's, like, already, like, he's gotten in the car ready for this, in, for this situation. Like, okay, he's gonna fucking really just pull up to the ring. He just pulls up a few feet and hits, like, a couple of garbage cans, and he gets out. Like, who are you rebelling against? You're the fucking authority. Maybe that's another obvious reality show storyline as well, kind of like, oh, like, this is kind of, like, scripted, and this is kind of orchestrated in a way. But again, I, like, I enjoyed the brawl, but I just thought you could have just had him come out. Like, you could have had him come out, like, maybe riding that fucking golf cart or something like that. I don't know. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, Some other things, I guess, uh, um... Uh, I'm not going to go through every match, but uh, I guess during that Best Friends versus uh, Jurassic Express, because I think Orange Cassidy and a few others, I can't memorize every single person. There's still like nine, supposed to be nine people. It's a ladder match for number one contender shot, contendership for the world title, right? And what's going to happen is that it's going to be a ladder match, and it's going to be like a Royal Rumble, but the advantage goes to the early entrance because the early entrance can go and climb the, and get the chip. Um, before the other entrants come out. So that's kind of interesting. Some people are saying it's TNA ass, but listen, if they do a fucking reverse fucking battle royal or fucking uh, uh, whatever that fucking match that Jeff Jarrett came up with, um, uh, the, 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 then you can talk, right? The, 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 I, I like how they do some different ideas for it, essentially, and all that. Um, let me see right here. What else was there? So yeah, yeah. So anyways, Orange Cassidy was standing on the entrance, and then uh, Phoenix just came out of nowhere, like literally flew, like he flew, like it was like a super, it was like a, it was like a, a video game character in like Street Fighter when like a character just drops down from the sky in a diagonal fucking way. He just fucking kicks Orange Cassidy in the head, which was fucking. I I, I thought it was I thought it was funny, man. I thought it was hilarious. Um, I guess Sheeta is gonna be a number one contender. I like Sheeta, she's cool. The women's matches are getting a little bit better, but it's still, like, it's kind of missing something. I Britt Baker is probably the most over one that they have in the sense that her character has really become, like, a, nu uh, a nuisance, and she's becoming, like, you know, very charismatic with her healness. And then the fact that she has gloves on, she's, like, pick pulling the fucking teeth out of Chris Statlander. So I guess, like, they're moving that feud over there. I guess they're not fucking going to give uh, uh, Britt Baker the title right now. Maybe, I think that's a smart idea because you don't want her to, like, because you're like, oh, because she caught fire now. So let's do it. Build up her character for a bit. You know what I mean? Um, I'm not sure how I feel about Hardy and Omega keep teaming up. I mean, I guess you can justify that because Hardy is a tag team expert. And so is Kenny Omega to some, some degree, obviously. So, like, even though they haven't tagged together, I mean, they do have tag experience. But I don't think that they should have... I guess because they, they lost last week, 
they shouldn't. I don't think they should have beaten Pride and Powerful. I don't think they should have beaten Santino and Ortiz. Right, like like they're associated with a top act in the in the company, but I think they've kind of taken a step back in the tag division to, to some degree. I think they should be. I don't know how best friends have been uh, are competing for a number one contendership. Or or private party, right? But then, like you, you, you put, but then pride and pride. Maybe they just, maybe they don't want to push the same obvious fucking tag team. I guess. I think they're trying to, because there was a beautiful fucking, um, there was a beautiful um, uh, um, a video package on the tag team in in, in AEW, which was was really really good. It's probably one of the the, the better things that they have. one of the better things they fucking have consistent, um, in their in their company. You know what I mean? I I, I kind of dig that. Um. What else happened? Uh, MJF, uh, yeah, MJF defeated a jobber. Um, yeah, I thought with Jericho and Pineapple Pete, I thought listen, I, Pineapple Pete got a lot. I wasn't expecting Pineapple Pete to beat him, but if Pineapple Pete, you know, Sugar Duncanton did beat did beat him, it would have been all right. Maybe you could have done it by distraction, like a hurt, like you know what I mean, where you can kind of have that bragging right that I beat Jericho, even though it was because of another because someone interfered, like how Stone Cold cost the Rock the match with Hurricane. You know what I mean? You could have done something like that, but I guess the fact that they took took something that started off as like Jericho's comments towards him because he was in the crowd and they built it into a feud. That's actually pretty like good that they like at least got you to care about this guy Pineapple Pete I, you know what I mean and I like this promo about like yeah you call me Pineapple Pete so now I'm gonna be making merch off of this shit I'm, I'm making money off of what you just fucking did whatever so he thanks him for that that was pretty fucking cool and then uh, Jericho's promo about I guess they're canceling the uh, war games match and they're moving to a spring stampede uh, no a stadium stampede match um I guess it's gonna be an all-out brawl. Um, maybe they'll do cin- cinematic. I hope not. I hope they do it in the same vein as uh as they were doing it the previous week. Um, that would be cool. Um, you know what I mean? Like I hope it's not cinematic, too too cinematic. I don't want Matt Hardy. You know, it's gonna be destined to be that way. Um, I pop for the Vanguard one coming back in Jericho. That should be like everyone's feud of the year. Vanguard one versus Jericho, and then much like Office Space, they fucking all the. The inner circle destroy it with the bat. You know what I mean? He called the bat Floyd. I don't know why he's calling the bat Floyd. I thank him for not calling it Lucille like everyone else calls their objects. Because that's always a go-to for a fucking object. Lucille. Um, yeah, so that was fucking cool. Um, um, people are thinking that Sting is going to be showing up. And I personally think uh, I personally think Sting should show up for Cody Rhodes and be in his corner. Um, to actually bring a coal miner's glove and uh, and beat Jake the Snake with it, uh, you know that that'll be long term fucking booking. That would be fucking great. Uh, and then the, the main event uh, was Brody. It was like basically it was basically simple. Brody Lee beat Christopher Daniels, and then Moxley came out to cut a fucking promo. And I, you know what? Now see now that they're getting away from the fucking Vince McMahon type of sketches. Now I'm seeing the fu- now him coming out with like different mass members and calling them different numbers. Now see that that's coming across like a scary ass cult. That's coming across like and they're branded and all that type of shit. Like that's coming across like a dope fucking cult so so like so like now maybe i'm gonna change my tune about it but the thing is do you have fucking Brody lee defeat um uh, uh, moxley do you put the title on him right away 
I don't I, I don't know, man. I, I think Moxley still can, you know, have it. I, th- I was looking forward for a Moxley and uh, MJF feud eventually and all that because I thought they would go that route. But I don't know, man. Maybe probably like maybe they'll call an audible. You know, I mean, again, Moxley could always win it again. But I mean, you know, he, if he's gonna be like Stone Cold of the promotion, essentially, Stone Cold didn't have long reigns, also. But I mean, uh, I would, I don't know I would give. I, I, I guess Moxley feels better. I, uh, I, I, here's the thing: Moxley feels like a fresh champ when there's a crowd there, because Moxley's whole energy thrives off, like, the fans reacting to his un- uncontrollable and unpredictable energy, right? So it, it comes across, like, when he walks through a building in tents, and uh, he's walking through the building, and, like, fans are just going nuts, you know what I mean? It comes across, like, a, like a very charismatic fucking character. So maybe for these empty arena shows, maybe Brody Lee would be the fucking best, ch- best hope of a champion, because you can do some fucking really cool sketches, uh, skits with him in the sense that, like, you know, a couple of these segments you can do of, like, him becoming more maniacal and power-hungry and becoming more authoritative with his fucking group, essentially, and all that. I wonder where the tag team, Stu Grayson and U- Evil Uno, I wonder where they've kind of, like, they've been around, but, like, they haven't been prominent in the tag team. So I wonder if they're going to go that route where, like, they'll win the tag team belts and, like, the, the the Dark Order will have all the fucking titles, essentially, you know what I mean? Um, but, like, I, but again, Brody Lee does help the, Brody Lee does help the fucking, uh, does help the, the, the whole look of the fucking faction, essentially. And that was basically AEW. Uh, I mean, NXT, I can go through a little bit. First of all, let me just talk about the return of In Your Fucking House. In Your House, man. Uh, listen, I, it wasn't always the greatest pay-per-view. It's like WWE's lowest part of, like, of like the mid-90s. You know what I mean? So, but, like, it was, like, because, like, WWE didn't have a pay-per-view every month prior, right? So even some of these... Well, I liked about In Your House was that sometimes you would get matches where, like, for example, when Shawn Michaels fought Mankind, they weren't really in an active feud other than just saying, oh, yeah, this guy is going to face Shawn Michaels. And you know what? Because Michaels and uh, Mankind didn't have any interaction, you're like, oh, shit, this is going to be kind of dope. Like, like how is Shawn Michaels going to fucking overcome Mankind and this stuff? So that's what I kind of liked about In Your House back in the day when giving away fucking uh, um, named matches, you know what I mean? It's like, kind of like why you like Saturday Night Main Event because you you never saw named guys fighting each other often. You saw them fighting jobbers most of the time, right? So that's kind of what it is. But I wonder, you know, with NXT, are they going to do the whole house? I'm hoping that they have the fucking old theme. We are quietly... They had several themes, but the, the one main one where it would always end and begin the feud with a... With a I forget what the name, the name of the chick is, some black lady. It was like a... It's, it always reminded me of like a, a choir singer, kind of. Like, in your house. <laughs> I always I always loved that. I always loved that. And what I loved about I never ordered the in your houses back in the 90s. I always ordered the major ones because I couldn't... I, my, 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 my parents wouldn't let me order every single month. Eventually, they would kind of let me do that every single month. I would help even take money that i got from allowance and give it in right um but no but like uh so but when i would watch in your house uh the reason why the song resonates with me a little bit is because when uh i was watching on scrambled vision um every time for the pay-per-view on every pay-per-view with wcw the last five minutes of the pay-per-view would be unscrambled and you know what i mean so you can so when, when, when hogan turned heel the last like five minutes of that promo basically it, you know, and, like, and then the credits and all that, including that, 
I, I was like, it was on, it was on, it was unscramble. And for someone who didn't order the thing, that seemed like the greatest fucking thing that ever happened. Like, oh my god, I'm, I'm seeing it. So what would happen is that, like, because I was watching, I was like doing homework, and I'd be watching and listening. I wouldn't be looking at the TV, but I'd be listening to like listening to the commentary. And uh, and then so when the it would unscramble, then when the in your house would end, they would do that fucking video package of summing up the whole night. So it felt like I got the whole pay per view and I saw some of the fucking visual because the next night on Raw or on Superstars, they would never show you the full fucking footage unless it was something really important. But it would only show you screenshots. Uh, 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 you know what I mean, like uh, freeze frames and all that. So I, when when I would watch that, that would be one of my favorite things to kind of uh, watch. Essentially, like the the, the, the and, and that song resonates with me. So I mean, I know they're not going to do that, but I was hoping that uh, NXT would do a Saturday Night's main event because I would love to see them do the intros, like you know the, the 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 beginning intros where they're all cutting promos and then the music fucking hits. Did. You know what I mean? Like you know what I mean? It's it's, it's fucking it's fucking dope. But I, again, I don't know what's gonna happen with that. Um, you know what I mean? Like I I think it's gonna be I don't know if it's gonna be next week or I don't know when they're building to it. But I'm actually no no sorry it's June seventh June seventh Sunday. So it's gonna be an actual pay per view at full sale. So yeah, that's gonna be fucking dope. I wish they would have done Bash the Beach. That would be a good setting. I, I wish eventually someone does a fucking pay-per-view at an actual beach. I, I'm always, I know business, I mean, it, it would be the perfect time to do that during this pandemic because you're not going to profit off, you're not getting a gate anyways, right? So why not do that, right? But I understand like the, those shows like Road Wild, like Hog Wild, Road Wild, Bash of the Beach at times, whatever, those probably didn't generate a lot of fucking gate because like maybe it was free to attend essentially, right? But I, I but as someone who didn't understand the business aspect of it, the visual of that, just like uh, a re- like wrestling on a beach, like just a visual of that. That's why I always gave WCW props and all that for some of the things that they at least try to make them like the visual look different. That's why I, I always kind of miss about the WCW. I wish WWE would incorporate more of that. Maybe, and I hope they do a Bash of the Beach uh, sometime. You know what I mean? They. they uh, anyways, um, I thought it was kind of WCW-ish. Okay, listen. They, I knew that Thatcher and uh, Imperium sto- uh, Thatcher was not uh, gonna uh, last long with Riddle, but like uh, I guess like he has gotten mad because Riddle fucking you know th- um, d- uh, you know did a suplex, and then the the I think Fabian Eichner or I think uh, Marcel whatever the fuck his name is, uh, got, uh, hit fucking Thatcher like b- by him being flipped by Riddle. And Thatcher, it was kind of old school where Thatcher just fucking goes, you know, fuck this, I'm leaving, kind of, in a way. And Matt Riddle, I like how he, like, he's always a joker, but him getting fucking serious, even though it came across cartoonish, him getting serious shows you that he's capable of, like, having serious emotion. Like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you walking away? What I, and again, they brawled, but what I didn't like, I didn't think they should have given the match away at the end of the night. I mean, I guess they extended the feud because they extended it because uh, Thatcher attacked him afterwards and they extended it. But I would have preferred that they waited at least. Maybe that could have been like, you know what I mean? Like maybe they, you, you could have built that fucking thing up. You know what I mean? By the way, when Triple H and them announced NXT, I like, even though I think they're try hard with like them being self-aware and, oh, look, we're making fun of ourselves, but in the most campy way, I did like that Road Dog was talking about the um, 
hog pen match um, from uh, 95 uh, with Triple H and uh, Henry Godwin. And one of the things that I remember about this match, which always fucked, uh, made me laugh, is Jerry Lawler during this whole commentary, right? He was doing jokes about, like, he was doing the Jeff, Jeff Foxworthy jokes of, you might be a redneck. But then he was busy doing insulting jokes where, like, he's like, if, if, if you do this, you might be from Arkansas or something like that. And I remember he just kept doing it different times. And, and then eventually Vince McMahon just kind of stabbed and goes, why do you keep doing this? What is this? I'm from Arkansas. It's like, it, dude, it's one of the funniest fucking things, whatever. I, was, I, 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 I miss Vince McMahon on commentary for stuff like that. You know what I mean? It would always make me, you know, uh, laugh. Um, Undisputed Era on Zoom was fucking hilarious because like, they're in character. So I looked at that they're doing that more. By the way, the WWE YouTube page, um, a bunch of the wrestlers and the fucking personalities from the bump, um, they all had like 33 people on a Zoom call, which was actually, it was pretty entertaining actually. I think you go out of your way to watch that. David Arquette's there randomly and stuff like that. It was actually, it was actually pretty fucking, it was actually pretty, it was actually pretty entertaining. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's something a little bit, like, like, nothing political, like, nothing controversial. Just like, them just like, worker, like, uh, employees, like, you know what I mean? Like, co-workers just all shooting the shit together, you know what I mean? It was pretty, it was actually pretty fun, it was actually pretty funny. It looked like, it was just getting out of control with like, so many people being added into there, you know what I mean? It was actually pretty cool um what else um yeah um balor you know defeated uh, again see yo again they're doing this fucking mini g1 tournament and the thing is bro this is why i, I i'm not again maybe like the general fan maybe there's something to it that wwe shouldn't do a g1 because like dude i'll like even with this like like this like four people in one fucking thing i'm still like trying to figure out who's fighting who who's out of the tournament who can be like I can never figure that shit out. I rely on the experts to fucking do that for me. I rely on the experts to fucking do that. I for some reason I can never just do the simple fucking math. One time I tried it for the G one to see if I could fucking you know follow along to see how smart I could be. I'm not fucking smart. Like I I'm one of those guys. Like I would be the example of why. Um, WWE would not want to do a, a a lengthy G1 type of tournament because someone like me could not, not figure out the fucking math. Like, I, I didn't even realize for the longest time that a tie was... I never understood how they broke ties in New Japan. I didn't realize that it was because if, like, if that person in that block beat that other person that he's tied with in their match, then he gets, you know what I mean? So I never understood how, like, it all worked. I just kind of relied on, like, guys like John Pollock to fucking kind of, like, sum it up for me. You know what I mean? He's the, re he's the reason why I kind of got in to wanting to watch G1. He he did it in 2013, right? And I remember, like, being, like, I was, like, kind of, like, a WWE mark. I was, like, why are you covering? Oh, because, like, it, I was, like, trying to be a defensive of WWE. Like, because like, it, it became, like, the cool internet thing to kind of shit on WWE. And I was kind of, like... Like, sometimes it would be needlessly sometimes. So sometimes I would be like, anything new being presented, like, well, fuck this. So because everyone's praising New Japan for, like, their booking or their matches, I was like, well, fuck that, man. We got Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I was fucking stupid that way. But because Pollock's coverage of 2013... 
I like you know I would go on Daily Motion and see if something was posted on Reddit and all that. And now like I sometimes I, sometimes one of my buddies online will let me use his New Japan account. I uh, you know what I mean I, but, but but you know like you know what I mean. So sometimes I would, I would, I would kind of watch it. Sometimes YouTube will have some of like the so, some days they'll have some of the uh, the portion of it free. But I would watch highlights and all that type of stuff. So it got me more interested in that. So that's why I'm bringing that fucking up. So I could like for example I understood that Tony Nice is out of the tournament. So him showing up to the tournament just to fuck up uh uh um uh, where was it uh. Uh, to fuck up J- Jake Atlas, but Jake Atlas won. Uh, and then Swerve, um, I understand that he is out of the tournament because he lost to Gallagher. But Gallagher has been losing his matches as well, so it's like he's out of it. So I guess Kushida, is Kushida in group... I, I don't even know who's in group A and group B, bro. I, I think Kushida's in group... I don't know, man. I, I mean, hold on a second, let me look. Let me let, let me look at the fucking uh, Cruiserweight interim fucking... You know, cruiserweight interim you know, thing, whatever. Hold on, cruiserweight. I put newserweight. In, oh God, I'm spelling everything wrong, man. I got like 15 minutes in. Jesus Christ, man! I'm I'm, trying, I'm typing this up with one finger on my iPad, and uh, you know what I mean. And I'm I'm trying to do it. And this is an old iPad too, kind of. So let's see. Um, as I click on the WWE site, let me see. Oh, Jesus Christ, WWE, it's all cookies and all that, come on, bro, just just give me a fucking site where I can fucking, you know, look at the fucking standings. Again, this is all part of the pro, I, I could edit this out, but who gives a fuck at this point, right? I don't want to go over two hours, so I'm try, trying to wrap this up, hold on. Okay, so yeah, okay, so great group A has Maverick, Tony Nice, Kushida, and Jake Atlas, and so far, uh... Kushida, Kushida is two and zero, oh, but Jake Atlas is two and one. So does him being two and one fucking, uh, the, you know, fuck up his fucking standing or you know what I mean? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But I, I, so much for that whole like, oh, is Drake Maverick gonna win or not? You know what I mean? And then Group B is uh, Al He Al I can't pronounce this guy's name. Al Del Fatasma. He was in Lucha Underground, I think, right? He's one and one. I, I Swerve Squat is. Uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott is one and two. Akira Tazawa is two and zero. Oh. You wouldn't you wouldn't think that from if you're watching just Raw, and Jack Haller one and uh, one one and two. So I mean I don't know who's good. I mean Tazawa looks like the, the 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 obvious one. See I don't even know how many matches are left. I thought I thought everyone did over. I think the the round robin already fucking worked. I don't know shit anymore, man. I really don't. But anyways, yeah. So you know um. Whatever. Um, B- Balor lost to uh, um, Cameron Grimes, but it was because Damian Priest um, uh, revealed that he attacked him. I'm kind of disappointed by that because I thought if Balor was going to fucking stay a heel, I thought Priest could have been his new uh, bad luck folly and kind of been like, you know, his kind of bodyguard. But I guess Balor's kind of going into a, a tweener character 
and now uh, you know he's he's so so Damien Priest. But by the way, this is what I fucking hate. It's an empty arena match, and Damien Priest obviously attacked Balor by uh, you know attacked Balor when the referee's not looking. Balor's fucking screaming. So wh- why would the referee go? Like it's one thing the referee might not see it. And, or hear it because of the crowd. But you're hearing a guy fucking scream. You look like a fucking idiot. I mentioned in the WrestleMania thing that when, like, somebody kicked him in the nuts, kicked him in the nuts you couldn't hear that? Like, like you got, you got to be the referees be smarter or something, man. I don't, I don't know what the fuck you're trying to do. Um, what else was there? Um, Caden Carter defeated Aaliyah. You know what I mean? Uh, Aaliyah's trying to go with Rob, uh, Robert Stone, formerly Robbie E of TNA. Uh, you know what I mean? But I guess he, he, he kind of bailed after she lost. So I guess he's not just with her. You know what I mean? I Listen, Chelsea Green and Aaliyah, they're not the greatest wrestlers. But if they're trying to build something, I wish if they're trying to be serious with uh, Robert Stone, that maybe you kind of make, like, get him behind a fucking more serious act. I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't know how, if Chelsea Green will, will fucking get better or not. But, I mean, the heel character she has down pat. Like, she's a good um, a good heel. Like, you know what I mean? But I just think in the ring, she's like, still has to improve a little bit. You know what I mean? And then, uh, yeah, and then, you know, uh, the Gargano segment at home. I guess they're challenging uh, Keith Lee and Mia Yim because they're putting them down. Listen, listen I'm, I'm still not digging this Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano as heels. Like, I, I get it. Like, the, the matches will be fire. You know what I mean? Maybe they'll turn back face again eventually. But, like, the, like them being heels is, like, just, like, I don't know. It's just, it, it doesn't really fit well with me. Like, they're such a fucking, like, they're such a good guy fucking couple. Like, if you want to make them darker, then have a darker edge to them. But you don't got to fucking make them, like, you know what I mean? Like, it would make more sense if Karrion Cross was going after Gargano first, right? But I guess they're going after Champa. By the way, they end the end is near that song that they used to use on the pay per views and all that. They play that with Karrion Cross, so I thought that was kind of cool. And I'm digging the act so far. They did a promo with them. That's basically it for NXT, essentially. You know what I mean? So, um, I, I mean, I I covered everything I had to cover. I mean, I let I let a lot off my fucking mind. I know I couldn't if I wanted to do this on Periscope. I know that I would be distracted with other fucking shit, so I'm glad that even if this is lengthy, that people are kind of enjoying it, if you don't like it, that's fine, but, uh, you know what I mean, and again, you know, let's see where the Howard Stern and, uh, Donald Trump shit go, I'm trying to find audio of Howard Stern shitting on Donald fucking Trump, but you can't get anything off that, you know what I mean, I could go to the fucking serious app, and, um, which is for free for some reason, I guess they're doing free during this COVID shit, um, and now, like, you know what I mean, they're, um, you know, I could, like, play a little clip from there, but I don't know where to search that he wants them to fucking go, and he hates you and all that type of shit, I, I, I know, I, the Trump thing was, the e- Trump Jr. thing was the easiest to find, because it's like an interview, I, 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 get, I don't listen to Stern much, so I just hear things, and maybe something audio gets dropped, but then it gets deleted, because the u- copyright from it gets deleted from the YouTube channel and all that, there's a running joke on uh, whenever somebody asks for, like, old Stern Show fucking shit. It goes, yeah, does anyone know where to find the uh, torrents or anything like that of old Stern Show shit? Everyone always replies, yeah, okay, Jason, whatever you fucking say, because they think it's Jason. And, and, by, and by the way, this whole JD thing, by the way, 
it's gone fucking nowhere. I think that guy Sainzy is looking for something just to fucking do. Because it seemed like... Like, like this, see, this is what it means as a storyline. Maybe it's going to reveal that JD and his wife are down for three, a threesome or something like that. Maybe it's going to be, maybe that's going to be revealed. But the thing is, like, the, the messages I saw, they, they weren't, like, that fucking, like, it was, just, it was just, like, yeah, it was awkward in JD's kind of way, but it wasn't, like, anything super inappropriate. I guess you could say that it's inappropriate because he's a married fucking man, but none of these guys in these institutions are loyal to their fucking woman. Like, they, they're in open marriages. Marriage is a fucking fraud for some of these fucking people, bro. It's it's more of like your status, so you, you don't, so you have a business partner in the long run and all that type of shit. You know what I mean? Anyways, but so yeah, that JD, sh- maybe he's gonna go somewhere. I don't know, but the way Sainzy is like pursuing this shit is so fucking stupid, like for real. And he got on Suttering John's podcast before I did, but like he's become like the DJ Vlad, DJ Academics of like the Stern Show world and. Uh, and uh, and uh, and the Opie and Anthony world, you know what I mean? Like he's become the DJ academics of 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 that of that type of shit, you know what I mean? And he's like an edge lord that always thinks he can he 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 thinks like you know he's not being politically correct with shit, but like 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 but like he he does the same like t- low low hanging fruit that like Opie and Anthony and them would do kind of to some extent, you know what I mean? Like he, he and 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 that's kind of his fucking way. Like when you argue with them, he just talks about he screams he has more views than you and then he'll call you the f word and he'll say the n word a bunch of times. And he's a black guy, so you know, I mean, I guess it's okay, but then some people say that he's not really black and you know, he whatever. But apparently this guy is the guy leading the charge with this and stuttering John entertained that. And uh, you know what I mean, but whatever. I get you know what I mean. Stuttering John wanted me on his podcast, but uh he can't, I guess, because, like, he knows that, like, 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 someone like Sainzy will be someone that they can control a little bit, even though he's reporting on stuff. Me, I'll be like, Suttering John, you, your whole thing was a, uh, was a storyline, and I think you're in cahoots with Howard, and you're, and this is a all orchestrated scheme, because Howard's supposed to be cancelled. He will fucking go for that type of shit, right? So, you know what I mean? So, obviously, they didn't, one time Suttering John tried to get me on, and then he said that, oh, we called you, but you didn't answer. And it was like it was like a two second call, and then it fucking hung up. And then I tried calling back like five times, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, maybe next time." It was like, "Okay, buddy, okay, we get it, we get it, bro, we get it, all right, we 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 get it." Anyways, um, anything that I've said on here, just my theory about anything that I've kind of like given my opinions on, nothing is a fact. Blah blah blah. You know the you know the whole disclaimer. Anyways, take it easy, guys.